Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everyone, welcome back to TJ Hates Quitters, where we cover anything the challenge. We're currently covering All-Stars Season 3 over here on Silent Podcast, where we are anything but silent. I am joined by two guests this evening that I am so excited to have here. First and foremost, I am joined by Naomi. Naomi, welcome to TJ Hates Quitters. How are you this evening? Oh my God, I am so good. Uh, I you know, got drunk for the challenge and now I'm ready to party with a giant hangover. I can't wait. Thank you for having me, you guys. I'm so excited. I love the challenge. Mary's throwing it back to the early wheelbarrow race challenges. She's ready to be on the beach and she's uh, she wants to win a Huffy three-speed bike at the end of this. Yeah, and then I want to cry on camera and have my mascara running down my face in a hot tub. I can't wait. Okay, well, that's basically Kendall every episode, so you need to pick, like, a generation here. <laughs> sure, I'll come back to you. I'll circle back. Okay, thank you. And my other guest for this evening is 
my very lovely co-host from basically everything else that I do on this network, <laughs> Katie. Katie, long time no see. Uh, how are you doing tonight? Long time no see. I'm glad you're not sick of me yet. Uh, I'm doing great. I'm, I apologize for my red face. I just snuck in a, a brief workout to get ready for our next challenge. Um, but I'm really excited to be here. I'm I'm ecstatic to talk about the challenge. The challenge was my, my first foray into competition reality. So like, I'm very excited to get to talk about it. I apologize for that like I just said also, by the way. Uh, Katie, when it when season 48 of the challenges podcast hosts, are we going to be partners? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Wait. Oh my gosh. It's like, no, I mean, uh, never mind. I don't want to, I don't know how people feel about like um, future season themes or mm. casts. So I had a good joke there, but I don't want to make anybody mad this early into the podcast. Katie, you Keep just it said, spoily free. Yeah. Kind of, we'll, <laughs> we'll do our best. Sometimes yep. shit just slips and I can't help it, but. there's your warning yeah sorry in advance for anything i say ever period like this is your apology blanket apology (laughs) yeah you might need it um katie you said that this was like your first entrance into reality tv so you've been a fan for ever yeah i would as you know carrie i'm a real world fan Uh um so i was a real world back in the day dabbled in road rules not as much as real world and then when the challenge started i like jumped right in so i know a lot of people started with survivor or big brother the challenge was it for me um the original reality competition show Mm -hmm. um so i'm i'm excited to talk about it and naomi what where do you date back in your challenge viewing Katie, that's so crazy because it was also like my first show that I watched. Now, awesome. um, I don't, I don't want to make anybody feel old, uh, anyone who's listening. But I was watching when I would come home from middle school and high school, and my mom wasn't home. The challenge mm-hmm. would be on the TV, and I could watch the challenge without my mom catching me watching me on TV. So it was great. Channel fifty three on my home TV. Um, I love Shout the out challenge to channel so fifty three. <laughs> Yeah. It was 52 for me. Disney Channel was 53. Oh, Old school used to be 29 out on Long Island, then it changed to 53. Ah. Classic. Yeah. Well, I, I also think, like, the for me, the challenge is so visceral. And I went back and watched a lot of it during quarantine. And, like, especially, like, Rivals 2, that mm-hmm. kind of era of the challenge. I had so many favorites that became not favorites because I realized they were horrible people. And then not favorites <laughs> became favorites, like, just over time, it was really like such a fun show. And I also think I probably learned some terrible lessons about adulthood from watching the challenge. In retrospect. <laughs> um, I love your two connection to it. That's I'm, I'm glad we have some OG fans here this evening. Now, do you have a favorite on the cast for this season? Well, we'll get into what last, last season. Who was mm-hmm. I rooting for most of all? Uh, I love John A. I was mm-hmm. always a big John A fan. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get into why maybe John A is turning into a little bit of a, a an interesting character these days. <laughs> but uh, I'm also a huge Sylvia fan. I love Sylvia. I think that she's got – she's not strong enough to be, like, super overpowering and annoying, but she's really smart. And I love, like, when she got to the finals with Joss, like, I was really rooting for them, even though Joss is mm-hmm. whatever. And – so Sylvia is one of my faves. Uh, do I wish she would play her own game from Kayla? Yes. Uh, but at the end of the day, how can you not root for Sylvia? She's got a little stepson now or like a stepchild. It's great. I love it. <laughs> Katie, who's yours this season? 
Mine this season and always is Darrell. I'm a huge Darrell fan. I just love watching him on TV. I feel like he's so dynamic and just he makes me laugh out loud. And he's also just a great competitor. I love him. Um, I'm excited to see Naya back. Um, and I know it's not the most popular opinion, but I am a Wes fan. Me he's too. He's entertaining. So I, I always love when Wes is on a challenge. I love Wes. Not as much yeah. as I love CT, but I... Uh. I support Wes. This is a Wes supporting household. Yes, um, so same. sorry in advance, but I know he's he's done a couple of things, but haven't they all that are a little bit problematic? <laughs> exactly. And, um, you know, for the challenge, I feel like everybody would get kind of roasted if we went through everybody's problematic yes. history. It's just yes. with having them have been on television for so long, it's almost impossible for any of them to have a clean slate, unfortunately. Also, I shout out to Tina. You. I do love Tina as well. I'm yes. upset that she is no longer um, able to compete. So, yeah, we lost her. Too She's another soon. favorite. Way too soon. Um, here, I have a question for for both of y'all. How do you feel about the people coming to play all stars who are like Kayla's age? Kayla is two years older than I am, and mm-hmm. she's playing with people in their forties. How do you feel yeah. about like the fairness of like? Should you just be on the main challenge or are you coming here to bully like people in their 40s? Katie, do you have an opinion? Because I kind of have an opinion. I do have an opinion. When I saw this cast announced, I was not happy to see people. Even Wes, honestly, I wasn't thrilled to see because he's on so many of the regular challenges. Um, I want to watch this show to see people I haven't seen in a long time. Um, I'm here for the Nehemiahs. I'm here for the MJs and the John A's. Like, those are the people that I want to see. Kayla, I feel like, stick to the regular challenge. I know, Naomi, you like Sylvia. Same thing, though. I don't feel like they're seasoned enough to be considered all-stars. I kind of, like, hold the term all-stars to be a little bit sacred, um, which is weird. But it just... When you have like a when you have a Darrell, when you have a Tina, when you have a, a Veronica, who are literal icons of this show, I don't feel like it's the right place to have also a Kayla and a Sylvia, who are great, but I just don't consider them all stars yet. Um, and and if they go back on the the main challenge and then also back on all stars, I just feel like it kind of like muddies things. Yeah, I think you got to pick a lane. Either either yeah. you're playing with all yeah. stars forever, or you are strictly doing the. You can't you can't do both. That's just mean. Agreed. But I think like the reverse of it is Anissa in the fact that like she was on season one. She's still doing the flagship seasons. And like I think she should be strictly all stars um, because quite frankly, I don't think she has a chance to win a regular season anymore. Um, I think that there's a okay. The fan of me is like, why are these people here? Like Jordan can go on any season right now and potentially. Yeah, he's another one that I'm like, we don't need Jordan on this. Wes can go on, Kayla, Sylvia, like those four especially um, can go on and potentially win a a regular season right now. However, I do think there is a bit of trying to bring in the younger challenge fan, um, the ones who like Mm, might mm -hmm. might be in their like early-ish 20, mid-20s and might not um, connect with like an MJ being on here or yes or Mm. the – whoever it may be. So um, I that's like the – I think about the challenge a lot side of me <laughs> saying that. I'm, I also have to get something out here so you guys know it. I like Kayla. I'm a Kayla fan. Um, and for the reason of I think that 
she is she knows who she is and i like mm-hmm. that she doesn't try to hide behind her behavior she owns her shit and she is loyal as fuck like when she's with someone she's with someone um and i always appreciate that cuz i feel like when i play games that that's how i am as well so i like i appreciate her sense of humor and she's like self-aware she she isn't like oh i what me huh i'm a bitch no way me <laughs> me yeah. like so I also like that, like, I don't, I mean, Katie, you might have watched it as um, our resident real world fan, but her season, when they- I actually ca- skipped that season. You didn't I make a bad choice. I watched Texas and I watched Skeletons, but that one, I, what is that, Go Big or Go Home or something? Yeah. I skipped that one. You didn't, you didn't make a, a wrong choice there by any means. Yeah, I don't think that I did. <laughs> one of the things they had to do was, like, walk up this mountain and she, like, couldn't do it and when I say mountain I say like oversized hill actually and so it was it's cool to see that she like took that and wanted to be on the challenge and like started working out and got into it so I do appreciate what she's done for herself to put herself in a situation to be now so anyway I'm a Kayla fan I know a lot of people hate her um I'm, I'm I like commenter. Eric. I'm with Eric, who's commenting uh, and saying, "I like to root against Kayla. I love to watch. I love to watch Kayla lose a final. When she loses mm. that final, the one that Kara wins, that like Kyle's in. I can't remember which season mm-hmm. that is, but like, I love watching Kayla lose because she talks a big game. She's someone who's always there to talk a big game, and she does really well up until the final. And I love watching somebody all season." Like, you know, nothing will be the the American team gassing out in War of the Worlds. You know what I mean? Like, oh, there right. will never That is be... like a a beautiful master <laughs> exactly. class of just a disaster. You the, That's what I love about the final, whereas, like, sometimes in other shows, like Survivor or Big Brother, like, not – there isn't necessarily a comeuppance that can happen. But mm-hmm. if people talk shit all season long and they can't pull it out in the final, it's just mm-hmm. way fun me yeah yeah um, also he's calling them old and it's like yeah kayla you knew exact. you were here so that you could be better than the old people i don't know why you're like bragging about that you just have an advantage stop yeah. bragging and that's the thing that bothers me about like the younger people or the people who are on who are like from the older school real world seasons i don't know if they're going to bring people in who didn't originate from real world or road rules i'm not sure if they've really crossed that yet i don't think they've brought in any are you the one people yet or anything like that but like these people are literal icons. And if you're going to be here just to call them old, like I get that you want to have this villain persona, but like, just go back to the regular show. Like we don't need, we don't need this from you. Like we're all excited to see these people back on our screens. I'm not here for someone just like there to call them old. How old do you think Jordan is? 34. Didn't he say he's 31, 32? He's 32. I expected. I was going to guess 33, but I added an. I added a a number. Yeah, I thought he was older. Wes is 38. Actually, it says about 38 on Google, so I guess we're rounding. About 38. I'm not even joking. (laughs) It says about 38. We're rounding to the closest 38 here. Um, Okay. Okay. I'm just like just trying to put age in perspective because I know in the first season I was like, Jemmy is my age, so like. Am I old? <laughs> I, had a I whole... personally feel like Jemmy's too young to be on All Stars. I know she's been in the mix for a really long time, yeah. but I feel like she's like on the cusp of like she's been on regular challenges recently. I just like I don't know. Uh, my my theory is so like Wes and Jordan they bring drama because mm-hmm. yeah. Brad and Mark are just gonna be like, well, we're just gonna hulk out to the end. It's like okay, yeah, we fucking get it. Congrats on your steroid use, but. At the very least, like, Jemmy is 
Jemmy would suck on the regular challenge. And that that's kind of where I draw yes. the lines. Like, would they suck on the regular challenge? Yes, then fine, put him on all stars. But would they do good on the regular challenge? Yes, then no, keep him off all stars. Like, I don't, I'm not watching people to watch them like fail. Although I do love watching them fail at puzzles, but you know what I mean? You want mm-hmm. to see the people bring the drama and the excitement in a season where they could actually participate rather than just like sitting out of everything because they can't do it because they're not good at it. I do yeah. also wonder, and not to be like the Kendall of this situation, but um, <laughs> because they're like the majority of them are older, and I do think there is um, the allure of like, oh, I only have to do this for like three weeks instead of three months because the challenges now are like a decade long, literally never ending. Yeah, <laughs> that um, oh, okay, like I can go and do this, maybe win some money, and do it for a tenth of the time, sign me up. So I feel like if you get the call to do it, because that's the other thing is I don't think like Kayla clearly didn't know who Mark Long was before this. I don't think that she's like calling up Mark Long. There's no way that Kayla didn't know who Mark Long was. Do you really think so? I don't think like she didn't know him where she could like text him. No, probably not personally. Yeah, Like, hey, put my name into the running for this. Mm -hmm. Like, I do Mm -hmm. think that um, it once you get the call, it's like, oh, wait, I only have to go and do this for three weeks and mm-hmm. they're because i'm younger than most of these people i stand a at least a better chance than when i'm playing against like the 24 year old olympic athlete in theo on like the regular yeah. season or whatever um r.i.p is i but like we i don't know i get it i kind of get it so <laughs> i see all the perspectives mm-hmm. of it i would i will say that i do I do like having more of the older people and I don't want them to like put too many younger people into all stars too quickly. Mm. I think for me, the thing is like some of these people were cast at like the peak of reality TV. And we kind of talked about this, Carrie, with some of the real world casts Mm -hmm. as well. Like the casting back when some of these shows were being made, it's the same with old school survivor. It's the same with old school, big brother. Real world is like classic, amazing casting pre-influencer days like people who were just like on the show because they were fans or you know they they were great characters that's Mm -hmm. what I feel like all-stars is full of but then when you get the trickles in of like the Kayla's and even the Jemmy's to an extent they're just like messy on social media they do it for attention and that kind of like takes away from kind of like that core like amazing like you're not finding a Beth on social media to cast no. from you know what i mean like she's a diamond in the rough um that's also Veronica. she probably would get banned from twitter within like 48 hours of being on there but fun fact she used to follow me on twitter i don't know oh, if she still does but like back okay. in like 2010 and i was like why is beth from the real world following it was very weird um but uh yeah i just think like there's such a difference in casting in the mm-hmm. old seasons versus the new that that's also something that i think like kind of adds to what makes an all-star versus like you can just go on the regular challenge I also think that challenges on All-Stars are almost like a little harder because I feel like in the regular season of the challenge, it's all just like hang off a truck and then like grab stuff. And it's like it takes no actual skill. It's like you can't practice hanging off a truck where some of these it's like you need to swim well. And you need to, I mean, you need that on the regular challenge, too. But I feel like it's almost like more suited for like actual skill versus the regular challenge now which is very gimmicky with just like explosions yeah. in the background uh yeah i i really have not i'm oh, sorry i really have not found any enthusiasm for the challenges of the last season i was trudging through last season of the challenge i didn't finish it, it it's just so boring to me like 
all the ways that they were, you know, the most exciting part of that was when um, Amanda was fucking over that one group of people because Amanda was going to do what Amanda was going to do. And that was like so late in the game and like it didn't really pay off because Amanda couldn't really get anywhere. Anyways, this is all to say that like I'm so bored by the regular challenge. Yeah. And I'm so not bored by All-Stars, even though I think mm-hmm. the differences are very minimal besides like having an entertaining cast. First of all, I love that we get the parties again. I love I yes. love the parties and not just mm-hmm. going to love a the parties. club in a bubble. Like I love the parties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's my favorite part of the challenge. But I also think the challenges, like you said, are a little more dynamic. They have a little more of like the thinking to them. You got to do a puzzle. You got to swim. Like and and. It, especially we see the fear of heights takes so many people out this time yes and i think it's yeah. more fun and the strategy i think even in this this episode we saw a lot of strategy around like who's going to be on the team with who because the chances are we're going to have to vote someone out or someone's going to have to be last and go into the elimination so it's like you actually get some thinking involved where instead it's not like just run through a wall as fast as you can i don't know if that's like a challenge on the regular <laughs> challenge. i'm just making things up at this point because i can't use hang off a truck again because i already <laughs> used it but like you know what i mean i just feel like there's actual like there's more to it yeah i agree i think the biggest difference in the challenge versus challenge all-stars is two things one Katie Ray touched on is the the need for it to be gimmicky like okay we have these big explosions that do nothing and it's very like movie-esque and they are purposefully doing that I've heard interviews of that versus or even and even just like the twists on like you need a skull you need this you have to like be able to I don't know like sing the alphabet underwater three times in order to play TJ's final or whatever. Like you have to do these. <laughs> yeah. Like, it feels like a real things. life org is what it feels like. Yeah. It feels and, like, yeah. Versus like the all-stars is back to basics. Like you lose, you go into the challenge. That's I love that. the elimination. That's it. And then sure. Put people in power. Like I like that they have to make these decisions and it's, you have the sabotage as well. Like it's simplistic. There's, still some politics that go on alliances still matter but they don't run everything because the power changes and you have to actually at least be good enough to not lose to avoid the elimination like yes we've seen people the last two seasons get to the final without having to go elimination but that's I think also part of the game where they've made all these twists to avoid that on the regular one and Mm -hmm. just give me the simplicity of all stars but give me like the people who can excel in these challenges like the regular challenge players. I want that combination. Yeah. I think last place goes automatically into the elimination is like vital. And that needs to go back to the, to the main show. I also think the skull or needing to win an elimination to get into the final needs to go. Like, I I don't think that that's an entertaining um format to watch because it's always just going to be like okay well i'll go in this time and then you can go in next time yeah. and it's like there's there's no it's just not interesting this mm-hmm, is more interesting yeah. because there's actual strategy around like okay well we can get jordan out now because he's really good at challenges and like this one is one who wasn't good at it's like there's actual strategy that you need to think about instead of like well i'm gonna throw myself in i want to go in because i need a skull and it's like nobody wants to see somebody volunteering to go into an elimination like that's not fun Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm fine if someone up. makes a final without hitting an elimination. That just means they played a good game. Yeah, yeah. and you you guys are hitting it. And Josh mentions it in the comments. Like the main show mm-hmm. should have auto elimination. Auto last place goes into elimination because also 
if you have the concept of the skull, right, or the like, you need to earn this to get to the final, then what you also need on top of that, which is what like two seasons ago, the season where Jay was on had, um, mm -hmm. where if you lost, you could go in and get your skull. Like people, you can't rely on the house giving you your skull, essentially. Yeah. Right? It needs to have the elements of like, oh, I could lose this challenge, maybe even on purpose and go into elimination and get my skull. But if a person is hindered from doing that because they're just simply not in the majority of the house, I think really the house vote should be gone. I think there should be mm -hmm. no house vote. I like the authority. I like winning matters and losing matters. Mm -hmm. And if you're in the yeah. middle, you're still vulnerable. I feel like that's just the perfect recipe for a, a challenge season. You Same. hear that, TJ Lavin? Just TJ, follow what we're me. saying. I know you're also, listening. Also, please, no more spy themes. <laughs> please, no more spy themes. Can't take I think the next, the next season theme should be like, uh, like Ocean's Eleven. And it should be like, oh. they should just have a huge house and they're trying to break into all these different rooms. And that's each challenge of the week. That or just go fun. back to Gulag. I, I liked Gulag style where it was like, we're going to trap you in this room and spray paint the walls. And you got to scratch <laughs> the paint chips off the wall. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it looked fucking miserable. Yes, it did. It did. <laughs> all right. Well, we are officially 22 minutes into our podcast and have not talked about this episode at all. So we are crushing the <laughs> recap portion of right. it. Killing it. No, this is, I think, a great conversation about the challenge, but let's dive into this episode. So um, we get something that I haven't, I can't recall ever seeing, which is being told that they're on a day off. How, hmm. Do you remember them ever being like, yeah, we have this day off right now and you're getting to see us play beer pong, play flip cup, um, having big old barbecue. Like, I feel like it's never actually been narrated to us as in, yeah, today we have nothing. Thank God. Yeah, I don't remember seeing that specifically outlined before. I know there have been times where, like, people who win the challenge get to, like, go off and do, like, a little excursion as a day off. But I don't remember them, like, actually saying, like, today is a day off for you. Yeah, the the, the challenge is one of those shows where I work in film and TV. I would pay a million dollars to see, like, their schedule and how they shoot it. Um, same with uh, The Amazing Race. I'd love to know how they shoot The Amazing Race because to me it's just, like, how like when they say a day off the cameras are still there so like is it you know is it because the, the rigging is really big like and and so I think it has to do with probably what the challenge itself is coming up but I love it I love that they can just have a day out on the beach and like enjoy themselves in the outdoors because I think also like this is a very attractive cast I love seeing mm -hmm. them having fun together I love that they're friends and that's what I really come to the challenge for, like the relationships that exist within the house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it kind of goes back to the casting of it all. Like we're just here to watch them hang out. That's what we used to watch them doing in the real world. And they make good TV when they're just hanging out and riffing off each other. And like, that's, that's really what I'm here for. I'm not here. I don't really care that much about the challenges themselves. Mm -hmm. Naomi, anyway, I said, I know you said that this is a very attractive cast. How, attracted were you to Darrell when he was wearing that big old wig and they timed it perfectly to my favorite intro of any song of all time Ja Rules what's my motherfucking name <laughs> I, and at the R-U-L-E Darrell turns with that big ass wig on oh my god <laughs> I lost it I have to say like I I season one my, I, we can go back into I'll pull up the receipts of my uh challenge group chat but Season one, and from ever, I'm so glad Nehemiah's on every season because Nehemiah looks so good, yeah, and like I, I love it. And 
I even tweeted about this at the time, but what I love more than anything about the Challenge All-Stars is that there are so many non-size two women on the cast. Yes. And there are lots of men too. Like I love Tyler so much. I'm, I was devastated to see Tyler go first because Tyler's coming back. Tyler does not look the same as Tyler used to, but he's so happy to be himself and get it in drag and like do whatever. And and I love that the challenge shows uh, such an incredible strength in women who are not like stick skinny and are full of like mm-hmm. fillers and veneers and like, that is kind of what bums me out about the challenge. Like sometimes you just look at like a really over Photoshopped photo of Nani and you feel bad that she like thinks that she needs to post it. You know what I mean? Like, and so I yeah. love the authenticity of the women that are on this season and the men and everybody showing themselves for being 40 and 50 and still kick ass and strong and like working really hard. And, and I think that it's really cool. Like that's what I love about uh, the challenge all-stars so much. And also Nehemiah is really hot. <laughs> <laughs> Nani's only 33. Wow. I didn't I even know. think she was. I, I would have guessed if you asked me probably like 29 or 30 is what Oh, I would, see, I would Nani. have said like 36. But it's not based off of looks. It's more so just like how long I've watched Nani for. But yeah, exactly. it makes sense because like we're the same age. So it's like I've basically am going through my life at the same time in the same age group as Nani. So it just feels like she's been around forever. Um, um, I just want to say to everybody, don't get veneers. Don't don't do it. I've been watching a <laughs> I've been watching a doctor on TikTok who talks about celebrities who get veneers, and like, it's not worth it. You're gonna fuck up your teeth, and it's it's just not. Don't don't get veneers. Don't be like a challenge, guys. Your teeth <laughs> yeah, are beautiful, just don't, they are. You don't need teeth like Kyle's. I was thinking Kyle. That's <laughs> yeah. when you said veneers. I think you Kyle. don't. You don't. <laughs> so. <laughs> Even though it's a day off on the challenge, we still have a lot of gameplay conversation happening. First, we have Brad saying that um, MJ told him his vote basically doesn't count. It doesn't matter because there's more people that (laughs) want what MJ wants. So Brad plans on using the sabotage against MJ and not to jump too far ahead. He follows through on it. This wasn't like, okay, maybe I will, maybe I won't like, I also feel like it's easier for Brad to compete when he doesn't have to think too much about what's going on. So mm-hmm. um, <laughs> good for Brad for picking an enemy and having it very makes it simpler for him. What do you think of this emerging Brad and MJ rivalry, Katie? I I mean, I agree with you about Brad not having to think too hard about playing the game. Brad, I find him to be I think he's kind of iconic just in the sense like his original real world season was a great season but I'm just not a Brad fan I feel like he just doesn't really know how to play the game very well and I think he I'm definitely on team MJ here I think MJ's smart I'm excited to see him back when I when he originally came back on last season I was kind of like MJ who cares but I actually think he's been great on the show and I think he's He's got a good mind for the game. Um, I love him and John A as a pair. Um, so I'm rooting for for MJ over Brad, I think, every day of every day, just every day, period. I, also, I can't get Brad and and Brittany out of my mind, which is like so disgusting to me. Like, I'm not over it. Not over yeah, it. Yeah, that's exactly where Brad is in my head at all times. Yeah. And also, like, Brad has brad needs to shave his head he's just got like that spiky little like yeah looks like a cartoon character where like they're it's just like lines drawn out of their head um i 
Brad is like my my favorite hot mess express because he's mm-hmm. not really hurting anybody. He's just a disaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's kind of really funny to watch. But I will say that for me, I think that uh, like I feel bad mostly for Kendall in this spot because Kendall giving MJ the uh, the grenade or whatever last the sabotage last week. She just kind of like made a choice. She didn't really know what to do. Poor Kendall. Clearly, nobody speaks to her about anything strategic wise, right? So then, when John Kellyanne tries like, to, yeah, why would you do that? She's clearly she has no clue what's going on. That's why she did it. She, she doesn't know what's happening. So I think that MJ is like a little too big for his britches. Like you're playing a game. You can get sabotaged, MJ. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Playing, yeah, you're playing a game. You can't just go to somebody in the authority and be like, yeah, your vote doesn't really matter to me. Like. I think his social game is a little weak at this moment in time. So I don't, I would never want to see Brad win the challenge. Don't get me wrong. But like, I would like to see MJ knock down a few pegs, I think is, is my take. I think MJ rides John A's social coattails a hundred percent. He benefits from her social abilities. Although I do think that, um, a little a little looking ahead in the the crystal ball is that we're gonna see a little bit of trouble in paradise uh so yikes but anyway we'll we'll get there we'll get there (laughs) um yeah mj has his shit with kendall i don't know how to defend kendall anymore besides like she can do well in challenges she can potentially win eliminations we saw it in season one um but I think Kellyanne said it best to her last episode when she's like, we have to stop playing nice. Like, we have to yeah. start playing smart. Kendall doesn't think about this game and in the way that it needs to be thought about. And that drives me nuts because, like, okay, this is your third season in a row and you have sacrificed things to be here because I know that she was having, like, issues with her job, letting her go and whatever. Like, you're doing a lot to be here. Please play the game. You can't just play the challenges. You need to play the game. And it's just frustrating at this point to see someone who, if they were to put a little bit of like social and political effort into it, could actually do a lot. Because I think the guys would want her around to run a final with. Because you don't know how the final is going to be. Last season, halfway through, TJ's like, this is your pair for the rest of the game. So like, I don't think anyone's mad that they're with Kendall if they get paired with her. She just needs to do something to like protect herself in being there. Yeah, I think you nailed it. She's does not know how to actually play the game. She's good at challenges. She's physically fit. She's good at all of that, all of that stuff. When it comes to the actual challenge and the game of the challenge, she is terrible at it. She's terrible at it. And she doesn't, she doesn't grow into being better. It's just like last week when she was waffling between who to give the, the thing to, I'm like, why would anybody want to approach you and like have an alliance with you? Like, it's just like, you're not really a reliable ally in the game. Um, I would like to see her just like, come around a little bit more but i don't know if that's something that you can like grow into especially at this point she almost I sabotaged think- herself <laughs> i know i know <laughs> you are not made out for this man you're not i'm sorry my my like Kendall hot take is that i think you guys kind of hit the nail on the head the men should be using kendall the because mm-hmm. when you're in the authority it doesn't matter like you, you have three male votes and you have three female votes right so even if you had three female votes, if you like, you can just get maybe Kellyanne makes it into the authority or something. If the men are on your side and you can sort of garner those votes because of exactly what you guys said, 
I'll run with you in a final. I'm good in a final. I will be loyal and consistent to you. I think if Kendall's brain is loyalty, she needs to run with that. But mm-hmm. she's only running with it in that, like, the, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm like, this right. is not TK's best friend race. We know this. <laughs> yes. This is a for, like, a lot of freaking money that she's blowing every opportunity. I mean, I was sick of Kendall by this episode. And I understand, you know, she's going through a lot. I get it. She's very sweet. Very, very sweet. Shaved her head. That's really cool. But stop complaining. At least Kellyanne is like understands what's going on. She's just going to be yeah. like, well, I'm going to try and beat your ass. Like that's that's the energy I want. And Kendall just gives up and it, it's such a shame. I think if she she could play the game really well. She's not bad. She's not in a bad position because of her physicality. She's in a really good position that she fumbles every time. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Do you guys believe Darrell when he said that he's been avoiding the authority because there's too many people here that he likes and he doesn't want to make them mad and be responsible for sending them home because no. I don't know if you guys saw him on the swing last week. I had a hard time believing yeah, that. I don't, I don't believe that to be true. <laughs> Sorry, Darrell. Yeah. I question that as well. Mm-hmm. Darrell protecting his, uh, his image in the post. <laughs> yeah. And um, next, we visited with Naya and Jordan. Naya says that they've had this sexual tension for years. Oh, it just makes me uncomfortable. And <laughs> she doesn't know how much longer they won't act on it. Um, if Jordan cut his hair, then I would say, okay, Naya, but what the fuck is on top of his head right now? Literally, how can you have sexual tension with someone that looks like that right now, currently? I do not understand. It's the most horrendous hair I've ever seen in my life. Ever. It's horrible. It like gets worse every time I look at it. It's like there was a challenge where they said, we're going to blindfold everyone and you get to take one like razor cut on Jordan's hair. And then everybody wins except Jordan. Jordan loses and goes into the elimination on that one because of his, how his head looks. It's, it's horrible. And I really, I really don't like Naya. Like I, I, I never, uh enjoyed her on it was like a it was like a rival season right rivals three or no what what was the x's it's x's right she's leroy's oh, i think God. it was yeah. x's it was x's i think it was with x's. leroy yeah mm-hmm. yeah because that was probably uh, leroy's best chance to win a season yeah because that's but then when... you got Teresa, who's Teresa's great yeah i love Teresa. oh god i love Teresa. i hope Teresa. see that's the shame that Teresa didn't do so well on the real challenge when she would have like busted ass on on challenge all stars. She is someone I want to see on All Stars. She would yeah. be incredible on All Stars. I think she just recently had another child or is yeah. maybe still pregnant. But um if she ever boo. wanted to come back Stop yeah boo kids. children. Yeah <laughs> nobody had children. Um but I think more precious than meaningful. Yeah <laughs> nobody wants that. We want you on challenge all stars. But I think that would be the perfect format for her. Like the perfect setting for her rather yeah. than these like other ones where you need to get a skull and whatever. It was just a mess. My my question to y'all, because I'll say this, Jordan in the early days, was Jordan hooking up with Laurel? Is that like yes. a relationship? They yeah, dated, that happened. I believe. That was one of my favorite challenge relationships. And I like I know who they are. I understand. But I always like <laughs> I always like Jordan when he is in these romantic escapades until the Tori stuff because then it was just like all right we get it you guys are like yeah. you like each other and you make Instagram posts together. But I I'm wondering what your favorite challenge relationship was whether it lasted like two weeks or like you know forever and mm-hmm. ever. Um, 
And why hmm. is it CT and DM? Oh, that's true. Like, I have a hot take. I don't like CT and DM as in a relationship. It's for oh. another podcast. We'll talk about it. I don't want to get into it. Not my favorite couple. Um, a lot of fighting going on in that relationship. Yeah, not great. She didn't go to his brother's funeral after he got murdered. I mean, come on. What are you doing, DM? I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't sorry. know that. Yes. Um, oh, that's a good question. It's definitely yeah, not hard. Laurel and Nicole. Are you potty? <laughs> it's not her. That's for sure. Um, I don't really – I have to scan my brain. It's not Zach and Jenna. I was going to say, oh, oh my, oh, my favorite. I was yes. about to oh, say my God. that. I was about to yes, say that. Yes, definitely, Cameron. You, like – Oh, we could have jinxed Omi a Coke on that one because I <laughs> was literally about to say that. Yes. Congratulations is- to them, by the yes. way. Mm. Having a baby, engaged, awesome. living their best lives. I love it. And okay, this isn't my favorite, but I am happy for Nani that she is currently happy with Casey. I am not a big Casey fan because I think she's boring, but if they are actually in a healthy relationship, then – I'm happy that Nani is is happy because I personally like I I've, Nani's worn her wear out for me on the regular yeah. challenge. She's never going to win a real challenge. She no. might hold her own here if she were to come to all stars. But again, with growing up with her, with seeing just like hothead Nani, how it's kind of grown into like I will step up and verbally destroy you if I need to, but will know how to stay back and just the different things she's gone through and everything that. I'm happy if Nani is happy. So yeah, I'm, I'm not a Casey fan. Couple. Yeah, but they're good together. It seems they seem happy. I'm just yeah. not a Casey fan. I don't like generally root for Casey. Um, but good for Nani. Good for Casey. Uh, you will you, n- no better moment in my life than when Festy ruined Casey's potential. Mm. Like that was just my favorite <laughs> thing because he really fessied that. Yeah, yeah, I, I hate, hate I hate Fessy to, to death. But like I love that he ruined Casey's chances. That's what's so funny to me. Sometimes sometimes your friends are not gonna help you. Sometimes you don't want to be with your friends. You don't want to be paired mm-hmm. up with your friends. They're gonna get you no. a B when you could have gotten an A. You gotta be in a different group. And Fessy was a trash partner to every woman on that season. I mean trash yeah. to every Ooh. single person. I mean just yep. trash in general, but um, it is a running thing from like the first iteration of our challenge podcast over here on silent podcasts that I would make sure that even if by the end of the episode, no, um, no fessy slander had been said that I would say it because Great. it needed to be said. So you guys are on brand. I appreciate bringing it that. without even knowing that you had to. Mm-hmm. That's phenomenal. So we le- we'll leave Nia and Jordan alone because we are unfortunately going to shake that up a little bit, some pun intended, uh, later in the episode. We cut to Kayla talking about Sylvia, and obviously the Kayla and Sylvia are going after Kendall and Kellyanne. And it's funny because this is like, to me, this is why I like Kayla, where she's like, no one wants a strong power duo in here. I say this as Sylvia and I are a strong power duo in here. Like she knows what she's saying. She's no she knows what she's doing. I do feel like it I I just don't get why them. Like I would think that like Naya is a better competitor. Um why aren't we taking shots there? But I don't know. And do you guys have any extra commentary that you need to say about Sylvia and Kayla versus Kendall and Kellyanne. 
I'm not interested in either one of these pairs, to be completely honest. So mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not on either side. I mean, I guess I'm on technically I guess I'm on Kayla and Sylvia's side because I'm on Veronica's side, but I don't really care about this like rivalry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think Josh makes a good point. Uh, I we aren't seeing enough of Ronnie. Yes. And yeah. what's devastating is that because we're stuck in this, you know, obviously it's Kendall's elimination episode, so whatever, but like because we're stuck in this, you know, will they won't they of like are they going after each other? We're losing kind of focus on some of the more interesting people to me on the on the outer. And um, I'm hoping that we can come back to them, especially Ronnie, because I forgot that Ronnie was there because we just didn't really hear from her. I know. Mm-hmm. And it's like such a shame. She's it funny. Is a shame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, I hope she I hope like we weed through some of the more prominent characters a bit and they get sent home however they do so we get a little bit more Ronnie because I don't know if they're going to focus on her because right now she's kind of like flying under the radar which also isn't the worst thing for her in terms of progressing far in this game. Now we go back to MJ but MJ is talking to Mark and Darrell is there as well and MJ's like do you think the sabotage is coming back at me? I think I'm never going to stop getting sabotage. Now it's been put on me once, which I don't actually think that's a very wrong idea. I think it's like easiest to just keep the mad person mad, like versus upsetting more people. I really only see it deviating if like yes and Wes get it and they're going at each other. Yeah. Yep. Otherwise like why not keep throwing it on the person who won last season? It's a very easy out for it. But anyway, my yeah. favorite part of this was Mark going to Darrell. Uh, I can't wait to see you uh, up high on something, Darrell. And we go to the challenge. And they are only 150 feet above the ground. Only 150 feet oh. attached to a bungee cord. 150 cord. feet looked way higher than I thought 150 feet is. Like, you hear 150 feet and you don't think it's, like, that high. But then when you see it, you're like, oh, that's really high. It definitely Maybe seemed- it's just me. It seemed higher than 150 feet. Um, if you think of like, if every story in a building is supposed to be 10 feet, right? Yeah. So, so like, if, yeah, yeah. I mean, because like 10 foot ceilings, I think are like the norm. Turn, turn, so turn, if you turn. have, if you're in like a high rise in mm-hmm. New York, Chicago, yeah. whatever. So <laughs> I only have two degrees in it. I would have crushed that, <laughs> that challenge, except I wouldn't have reached the blocks. I would have been like Veronica. Mm. I know, I know. I can't reach shit, man. Like, yeah, no way. <laughs> All four. I would have needed like it's like when you play pool. I hate playing pool because I always need the bridge to like reach it because I I'm four ten, but my arm span is only four six. Like I'm a fucking T Rex out here. I'm a straight descendant <laughs> of a T Rex. Oh I have a big head and I have little arms. Like <laughs> can't play pool. Anyway, <laughs> um, shit. What point was I making? Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, like fifteenth floor of like a high rise apartment. I, I lived on a 17th floor of one and I felt like the distance down did not look as much as the 150 feet we saw on television. Mm. So anyway. Yeah. I feel uh, like I'm I, still more scared of like the jumping into water challenges because I know yeah. how fucked up Me you too. get from jumping into water. Nobody has come off the challenge and fallen off the bungee cords, you know? But a no. lot of people have jumped into a lot of bodies of water and gotten injured to the point where they can't compete anymore. Right. Water it also freaks me out to, up. like, think about the force that you're hitting the water with yeah. and, like, getting that up your nose and, like, not being able to, <sighs> like, that just gives me anxiety. Just I'm not a water person, so that, like, just the whole thought of that gives me anxiety. 
you also like really to hit water correctly need to go in like stabilizing yourself beforehand and how Mm -hmm. many of those challenges you're like getting launched off the swing like spinning and stuff like they're asking for people to get their face crushed like they're asking for injuries i i don't mind the above the water ones if there were to be an extra step of like we're releasing you in three two one yeah so so that you're able to kind of like stiffen grab your nose whatever you need to do yeah but I agree. I don't think that – I mean, I'm personally not afraid of heights. Like, that challenge would be something that I would be very good at if it was height appropriate for reaching because I'm like, oh, math and, like, bungee jumping. The next thing – the next, like, big thing I want to do is bungee jumping. Like, that would have been super for me. I would not be crying on the ground at TJ's knees begging him to not force me out on that plane, <laughs> unlike some contestants. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Before we get too into the daily challenge – we have a replacement because we've lost like eight women this season due to ankles or broken wrists. Unfortunately, Jemmy's um, family number is sick. So we need to bring a woman in. And did you think it was going to be Beth or who were, who were your guesses and who are you hoping for? And how are you feeling about Beth being here? Naomi? Oh, my nightmare was Cara Maria. That would have been my nightmare. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I, I I was sitting there and I saw that teaser and I was like, if she shows up, I'm going to lose it. Um, no, but <laughs> I was really excited to see Beth. Uh, Beth is not a good competitor. Beth is not going to win this game. But Beth is going to make a fucking mess. And uh, But I did remember that the one thing that I really didn't like about Beth was the word tenderoni. I hated it so yeah. much. Now it's back. <laughs> um, so that's the one con. But overall, especially seeing next week's teaser, thrilled, thrilled for Beth. Katie, how are you feeling about this replacement situation? Same. I'm thrilled with Beth. I think she makes amazing TV. I don't expect a ton out of her other than mess and great TV and drama. But um, and I think we got it. We got great TV from her this episode. I mean, mm-hmm. she almost went out in an iconic fashion. So I, I'm here for Beth 100%. I'm a Beth fan. Um, I like that she's going to kind of shake things up within kind of the, the women in the house. I'm I'm just excited to see her. And Naomi, I agree. If it was Carmaria, I don't know that I would have been able to stick with this challenge <laughs> season I period like, Sorry, i don't I think i could not watch. on the pod yeah i am not yeah out. <laughs> gotta bow out i would have had to do this solo yeah you would have been here by yourself would have been I would me and laurel if it were laurel in that car i would have been thrilled as well yeah. so i after last week's episode i searched because that's what i do and there was like two because i didn't want to go into the spoilers um mm-hmm. so i went into like what might be and it was between Laurel and Beth for a lot of people because um, Laurel, I guess, was at like the season premiere party. So people were like, oh, maybe mm-hmm. like it's Laurel who comes in. And then I think what's actually more factual is like and I don't know if you guys heard this, but and I know I said it last week. So if you're listening last week, sorry, I'm being redundant. But um, Tina and Beth get to the airport and both realize that they're there and like more I think Beth flipped out more so than Tina like would refu- was refusing to be on the show with her oh i didn't know this yes so that's how we got sylvia sylvia replaced beth oh i didn't know this okay interesting interesting and so i guess with tina leaving they were able to like call up beth who probably had already figured out the time off and everything um since she was planning on being there and was like hey can you come down and you know try to do some math on a plank for a little bit and she was like no, I can't do that specifically, but I'll still come down there. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's specifically no to that, but 
Yeah, like other things, maybe. You want me to roll around in a a wire cylinder for a little while? Sure, I got you, fam. Um, And here's Beth. So I I appreciate what Beth brings in terms of drama. Um, I do think, uh, Naomi, how you said earlier that there's people when you watch back these older seasons who you might have hated when you watched it and then on the rewatch you're like, oh, she was actually bullied by every single woman on that cast and you can see why she acted the way she did. Like, sure, there was things that um, she could have done better, she could have handled herself better, maybe made herself more likable to people, but also she's like a 20-something who has nine other 20-something-year-old women just completely trying to, like, destroy her life that when I went back and watched old seasons, I liked Beth a lot more than I remembered liking her. She was one of the ones mm-hmm. that kind of like flipped switches for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like Naomi said, the worst part of Beth is her use of the word tenderoni. So <laughs> we're going to get that. Um, Nehemiah, I think, said it perfectly. They had to give you all someone who will give you the shit you want to see. Yes. And that is what Beth is here to do. Give mm-hmm. us the shit we want to see. MJ said Beth was the worst back in the day, which I think is how <laughs> almost everyone felt about her. So I love these reactions to mm-hmm. Beth showing up. Like this is like why Beth is such an icon. No one's saying this about Nam. Yeah. No one's saying Nam is giving you the shit you want to see. No one's saying that. You know who is Beth? <laughs> Nam. Not to mention that like Nehemiah is like she's a great friend. I love her. She's yeah. so great. I love her yeah. so much. She better not yeah. fucking talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Sorry, I might sneeze, and if so, if I randomly mute, that's that's why. So I'm not sneezing <laughs> the microphone. There's your warning. Usually, when I announce my sneeze, it goes away. So I'm really mm-hmm. trying to like reverse juju this. Uh, Beth's one wish, though, is that her and Veronica become besties. They <laughs> that's that was the person she said by name that you know we've we've had our issues, but Veronica's here, and maybe we become besties by the end of this. Do either of you foresee a best friendship out of Veronica and Beth? Oh, my God. Your facial expressions say it. I don't even need to. If you're not watching this on video, um, the best way I could describe both faces at me was ask us a dumber question, Carrie. I don't <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, you can't. I think it's even funnier that like both of them are like, yeah, we should really be the bigger person here and we should really move on yeah. from this. And they just look at each other like, nah, fuck this bitch. I don't like her. I don't want to <laughs> yeah. like her. I love I it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. No mercy. So we get into the daily challenge, which is called High Stakes. You guys are on a, an episode where I remembered to write the name of the game down. So pat on the back to me. It's like 50-50. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Maybe it was mm-hmm. called. And then usually someone else fills it in. They're like, you're the host of the show? Wow. Okay. So what we've got here is um, TJ says, everybody get into groups of three. He doesn't say what these groups are th- of three are doing. And like we mentioned earlier in the podcast that um, we get some commentary like, okay, well, you don't want to be with three friends because there's likely to be a loser of the group. You're going to vote someone out or send someone home. So you want to make sure you have at least one non-friend in the group. Um, Nehemiah, Wes, and Brad did not think that far ahead, unfortunately, but um, most of the other groups mixed it up a little bit. And what we find out is that there are three planks. So each group of three will work as a heat and 
these planks are 150 feet up in the air. The challengers are each harnessed in. And at the edge of the plank where if you're tall enough, you basically just have to like stand and rotate these cubes to create a correct math equation. Um, if you're Veronica, you have to stand on your tiptoes and get your calf work out for the day and create this equation. But the first person to create the equation gets to pick the order of who falls. So um, if I were to win, I drop Naomi, then Katie. That means Naomi fell before Katie did. So it's far more likely that Naomi goes into the arena than Katie does. Well, Katie couldn't because Naomi obviously finished. Or Katie finished ahead of Naomi. So that's what you'd want to be the second one dropped, not the first, because it meant you were up mm -hmm. there for a Thank you for keeping our podcast alliance strong. Oh, I had to. Yeah. Sorry, Naomi. You are definitely. <laughs> if definitely I would drop you like a lead balloon, I don't care. No, I, I hated this. I hated this challenge. I'll say it right now. Why oh, the fuck are we doing math in the air? I don't understand it. I don't watch this challenge to watch people struggle to do basic arithmetic. I watch this challenge. I mean, sometimes I do, but like, <laughs> it, you couldn't, you couldn't follow along. I think the biggest mistake mm. that the challenge makes are puzzles that you can't kind of visually follow along, mm -hmm. like a complicated Sudoku or like a puzzle where like you know got to match all these patterns. Fine, you can't really do it in your head at home, but. Like, I couldn't see all of the equations. And to have the results be based on, like, the person wins the heat and then they choose who loses and who uh, who is second, I think it should have been you complete your equation and then they're, they're, all the equations are different. And so the next person to complete their equation, they also, like, they're safe. And then the person loses. Like, it, it mm -hmm. I think in the grand scheme of things, this is one of the more bonkers, like, weird challenges to do on the challenge. I also found it a little bit confusing to understand how, and I, Jordan asked the question too of like, how do you lose? Which like, okay, fine. Is it like the person who gets, it feels like it was dependent on the person who was fast enough to solve the equation and then drop the person first to be the slowest. Like it didn't have anything to do with the actual performance of the person who was bad. It was the performance of the person who won the fastest and then dropped mm -hmm. someone the fastest which yeah. is weird it was like very hard to wrap your head around like how to actually win uh, or how to actually lose rather who was going in I mean it helped us that like two people got disqualified so that was easy but like otherwise you would not be able to follow who was doing what because there were different heats and everybody was falling at different speeds and there was no mm -hmm. the one thing I don't like about the challenge anymore is that they don't put like timers down at the bottom yeah. there's no way to follow some of these especially when they're broken up into different groups like who's performing well and who's not what i like naomi is kind of like what you were saying or if they did it kind of how they do the trivia where it's like okay you choose like one person to fall and then like you, the next two people compete or mm -hmm. like they do it in multiple heats where there's like okay these people are left and you know, they have to go against each other or something like that it was just very very confusing yeah i really put the power in the people's hands who were good at math <laughs> essentially yeah and everyone else you were just at the will of the winner of your heat so I think it was also to kind of shake it up my guess or my guess is they weren't expecting DQs and this would shake up who would be finishing last because if you think of it mm. when they're coming up with like the grand whole like scheme of this thing everybody in this challenge has been to a final before you really mm -hmm. don't have many layups in this chaos right. and so 
Um, I have a feeling that a challenge like this, as weird as it was to watch and see who wins, who loses or whatever, was to hopefully shake up what like the people who are going in to the arena at that point kind of mm-hmm. like throw a curveball but obviously i don't think well i mean they had to have known that Darrell would freak out uh we didn't know beth would but that's my guess they don't pay me though so i could be incredibly wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, before we get into the actual challenge we have to use the sabotages so kayla with um, absolutely no surprise uses hers on kendall and brad uses his on mj so um, our first group is yes, Mark and Derek. Mark wins this. I expected yes to win this, um, but Same. Mark Mark does. He drops yes first, then Derek. So that means he kept Derek somewhat safe. Next, we have Sylvia, Kayla, Kellyanne. Um, Sylvia freaks out a little bit, and uh, Kellyanne had a funny moment where she's like, "Oh, you can DQ. It's fine. It's yeah. fine." Just, yeah. <laughs> she was like, "You're so selfless. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Kellyanne. I appreciate a little shit talk here and there." It's the um, best part of the challenge for sure. Yeah, like, yeah, it is. Nehemiah freaking out last week is like, you mm-hmm. know, that's the roid rage part of the challenge that we all love. But I love <laughs> this where it's like, you know, let's just like totally scream at each other and make each other feel bad for, for kind of not doing the challenge because that's i think you know tj always calls people quitters and sometimes people quit for a legitimate reason but mm-hmm. most of the yeah. time they're just being wimps and i think this is one of those times <laughs> mm-hmm. totally and sylvia in her defense did like talk herself into it she didn't yes. completely freak out yeah she got a Sylvia. what do you think of kayla's method of i'm gonna spin these blocks until they end up in the right nerdle pattern of math <laughs> <laughs> i mean it worked it did. It's so and stupid. She, she was the fastest. Like, not yeah. to go too far ahead, but she wins this challenge. So um, it did work for her. It just says more to me about everyone else than it says about Kayla. That, it's like, true. this strategy got her the win. Mm-hmm. There were some, I don't remember exactly the equation, but there was one that was, like, so obviously wrong it was like 57 minus 4 is 22 and i was like why would you even think that was right? like don't even ask for a check that's yeah. obviously wrong i don't know it was just like so bad that makes me think of when they did the someone did the puzzle upside down right last season and it was just like guys like are we really do we really yeah. have like this little going on upstairs yeah. that like this is the answer we're getting and we're fine with letting it get checked i don't understand yeah but mm-hmm. wild they're there to look pretty, you know. <laughs> Our next group is MJ, Jordan, and Jarrell. And as we've said, Jarrell freaks out. He is unable to walk this plank and do the math, unfortunately. So he's DQ'd. In addition, um, MJ has the minute sabotage on him. And MJ still wins the round. He beats Jordan, mm-hmm. even with the minute. So um, group four, we have Ronnie, Beth, and John A., Beth also freaks out. I thought that it was funny, though, when Ronnie was like, I'm afraid that my kids are going to watch this and get the math wrong before I do. Yes, that was hilarious. Give us that more Ronnie. She's yes. so funny. She's a gem. She's a gem. Yeah, I'm glad that she's here and I want her on my screen more. And uh, TJ is like roasting Beth. He didn't give Jarrell as hard of a time as he does Beth, but TJ does tend to give a harder time to the women than he does men. Um, TJ can't shake that. But he's like, you've been here for like 30 minutes. You're, you want to go home in like two hours. Like you can't even just get up and walk over here. Like you just showed up. You can't even play now. 
kind of an iconic move from Beth to be like, yeah, I'm here, but I'm not doing this shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, Love iconic it. move. Only Beth. Only Beth would have the Yeah, only Beth. John A. wins that he over Ronnie since Beth DQ'd. Our next group is Brad West and Nehemiah, the, um, our little friend group here. Brad wins, and he drops West first, then Nehemiah. Um, and I liked this moment from Wes, and again, I'm biased, and he's like, you know what? Like, the three of us are such good friends. Nehemiah officiated my wedding. I was in Brad's wedding. Like, we are good friends, and the fact that the three of us are still getting calls to come and do this together, like, that's really what's awesome. Anything else is extra. And mm -hmm. that's the type of shit that endears me to Wes because – I do think that like people hate him when they're on the wrong side of his gameplay, but so many of them are friends with him outside of here and they come to the challenge and are like, he's a fucking squirrel. You can't trust him at all. Like, I hate how he plays the game, but he's actually a decent person. And like, I like that they're showing us a little bit of that West because I think a lot of times and West wants it. He wants to be seen as a villain. He wants that edit. He's okay with that. He relishes in it. Like it's, it's fine. But I like that we're getting like, the West that a lot of them get outside of here. Yeah, I agree. I like that he kind of dropped that act for a few minutes because, mm -hmm. like, he obviously puts it on for the show to be, like, you know, this, like you said, like the villain and, you know, the squirrely one. Um, so it's nice to see West be, like, a real human being every once in a while. Mm hmm and then after, yeah. oh, go ahead, Naomi. I didn't, I didn't know. Oh, yeah, I was say. just saying, I love, I love Wes. I love, like, I, I hate Wes and I love Wes. And mm -hmm. that's yeah. all I, you know. what are you I think a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, imagining the last however many years of the challenge without Wes sprinkled through it. He, when he's on a season, he has an impact and it doesn't matter if he's like the second boot or he makes it to the finals. Like, he, definitely changes the way that the game is played when he's there and he's like funny along the way he mm -hmm. i team west remember that season where he was like devin is my best friend <laughs> that was weird everybody that season was like my best friend these people are my best friends i don't know just like that part stuck out to me when they're they like they did show a picture thing. of devin and west together during this episode that's really funny oh i didn't even devin notice here, I Mm -hmm. Devin, Devin. Uh, don't don't put Devin on my all-stars please <laughs> sorry I'm a big Devin fan I'm not anti-Devin I used to be very anti-Devin very but I've come around a little bit on him but I still don't think he should be on all-stars Devin has my favorite tweet of this season so far which is um, he, he was in response to Wes and Yes trying to like expose each other about this whole like alliance, fake alliance, uh, rivalry, whatever the hell is going on. And Devin was like, you know, you guys really fucked it up. I've been waiting for years to have a Kevin on so I could have a name rhyming alliance. And you two had it handed to you on like a silver platter and you fuck it up. Like, mm, <laughs> Thank you, Devin. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for that because I also wish that we had no actually i like those two being on opposite sides i also like that we didn't really get much of that rivalry because there was so much of it last time last episode but anyway yeah. we keep it moving so the last group is naya veronica and kendall kendall has a sabotage against her veronica uh i feel you girl she was on her mm -hmm. tiptoes trying to reach these trying not to fall uh but she still ends up winning and the other interesting part is naya being a flight attendant but is also terrified pipes i agree with her though i do think it's different you do like standing on the edge of a building and looking down is very different than being on a plane. I'm scared of both of those things, but I feel like they're two very different fears. 
Like I'm scared of an airplane because I don't want my plane to crash. Not because I'm up high in the air. Mm -hmm. I guess that's part of it. But like, it's more like I'm afraid of like the plane itself crashing, not like being up so high. Whereas like, I don't want to fall off a building. That's scary. I also don't want to fall off a building or have my plane crash. But it feels like they're two separate fear. I don't know. They, (laughs) They feel separate to me. Naomi, it looked like you wanted to comment on on Katie's fears here. Do you have anything you need to say? <laughs> I have a long list, Naomi, so feel oh, free to roast fears? me for all. Let's talk about, let's talk about that one day. No, I, I think that, like, <laughs> like heights is – I get why people are afraid of heights. I totally do. Um, I, I can't say that I would – I know 100% if I would jump out of a plane or not, you know, if there was, like, a challenge on The Amazing Race, but, you know, one day I have to jump out of a plane. But to me – like, if you're going to be afraid of heights, isn't part of the being afraid of heights, the falling from the heights, and isn't flying partially invoking the fear of, of falling from the height. So, like, I understand what you're saying, Katie. I think Nia's a little... I, I Look, I'm not a Nia fan, and this logic made no sense to me, so I wasn't trying to understand it anyways. <laughs> I will say that I have gone skydiving, and it was actually one of the most peaceful experiences I've ever had. Which hmm. seems stupid to say, but okay. like, because when you fall the, out of the plane, it's only like seven to 10 seconds at most of free falling. And that happens so quickly. And you're just like, you don't have time to like think or process what's going on. And then once they pull the parachute, like it's silent and you're just like gliding and you can see for miles and you're just like floating down in zigzags. And then once you get close enough to the ground, you kind of just like pull your legs up and you like scoot in on your butt and land. But like the, I don't know the just the scenery and just kind of taking it all in like it was very very peaceful but anyway I suggest skydiving to anyone who will do it it's worth doing at least once um but we keep going Kayla and Brad are our two winners we find out that they did this the fastest and um so they get to sabotage people again next time that's the best way to not get sabotaged after you've sabotaged someone is to keep winning so true good on them they're back good luck to mj next week Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) true yeah he that's not great for him so in the authority we have brad mark and third guy third guy mj Sorry. I didn't write it down and I normally do, so I had to go my third authority guy. notes. <laughs> my third guy. Um, so we have Brad, Mark, and MJ. And then for the women, we have Kayla, Veronica, and John A. So uh pretty hefty names in the the authority yeah. this week, right? Yeah. And before we cut from the challenge, we have MJ saying, I will literally go against any idea that Brad has for the rest of the season. <laughs> so dramatic oh my god so dramatic but that's what i like in my reality stars i like the drama and the ego and the mess so like and i'm fine with it brad hasn't even done mj dirty really besides no. that sabotage yeah that's why i kind of like because like brad is just a big goon that like i like that someone's like yeah fuck brad i don't know Honestly, i don't know why like, i like it going against brad's idea is probably just gonna put you in the right move anyway because like brad isn't the most you know savvy when it comes to this i I just picture brad getting pizza thrown on him as he's having sex with bernie so i like (laughs) it's the only image i have in my mind i was way too mad about that classic Classic. (laughs) that's true really was mad um i liked him and jody as a team last season i 
I like that because it was like kind of classic challenge to me where it's like these are just two people who are going to like hulk out every time. You could really count on them to do well. But it was also like I'm talking classic, classic challenge where like the there really wasn't much of a social game. Like you showed up at the beach, someone got thrown in and then the other person that got thrown in was usually the person who did the worst in the challenge mm-hmm. besides the person who got thrown in and then it went out like that way um that they gave me like very old school vibes last season and i think that's why i like them as a team they didn't like provide me too much entertainment value like jody didn't speak but i, I also like when a woman is there and can like compete and yeah. can hold herself hold her own against the men not just against the women but against yeah. the men and jody is someone who can do that and yeah jody was for sure yeah yeah boring I was, as hell but a good yeah a good competitor it's like a the Jenny is the modern day. Also Jody. boring as hell. Yeah, exactly. They, they. Yeah, but at least she had the accent, time. right? <laughs> True. I'm so yeah. happy to be here on the challenge. No, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody! Jenny has joined us for the second part of this podcast. Hey, what is the like, um, TJ? No, hang on. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I was doing like an accent earlier today with my boyfriend but it's like i can't i it's like so hard to talk about it's like um right we're doing the challenge challenge right yeah there you go. That's <laughs> and unfortunately jenny Amazing. has to leave challenge. she has to go back to bed it's only five o'clock her time yeah, <laughs> that's quick math I guess. Quick time zone math. Oh, I, okay. I, could I thought I was wrong. like, I'm impressed. It's, I it's, got the six-hour gap. It's 4 a.m. Yeah. over there, I think, because it's a six-hour time. Or is it seven from Central? I don't know. Whatever. I for, I think it's I, five from Eastern. I still live my life on East Coast time, despite the fact that I've been in Chicago for four years. So <laughs> I'm, ask Katie how many times I've fucked up time zones when I've been trying to plan when we're supposed to podcast. I'm true. like, I can't do this. I, 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 yeah, yeah, I just heard math and I can't. Yeah, me it's too. Time. I I just put it in my time now and I let Katie figure it out. Yeah. And I second guess myself every single time. I but mean, it's okay. I second guess myself giving the time that it is currently where I am. So <laughs> I understand entirely. After the challenge, we're back at the house and Beth is just so happy that Nehemiah is here. Her tenderoni is here. And Nehemiah is, says he's close with her outside the game, but it's wary because Beth Gets anyone close to her thrown into the elimination. I hope that's not true. I don't want to lose Nehemiah this early. We haven't gone a lot no, of Nehemiah this season. He was very heavy on our screens last season with the King's Palace. I don't want to lose Nehemiah soon. So, Beth, if you cause that to happen, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, I was not. I'm a, in general, I am a Nehemiah fan. Last season, I was not a Nehemiah fan. Oh. This season, I am again. I was rooting against. Is it Save the Palace that they were singing or Safety? Yeah. I don't know. Save I, the Palace. Safety Palace, palace yeah. in my head. That's like my headcanon. Mm-hmm. Um, they were not my favorites. The arrogance was a little too much for me. I like them all individually together. Not my fave. Oh, I loved it. I felt like it was like black culture showing out in that. Like it just, it was, uh, I don't know. I, I just was like, yes, fucking own this shit. Run this I shit. I loved them all. Mm-hmm. I, I just wasn't rooting for them in the challenge. They were you know very I mean? like obnoxious about yeah. their winning, but I kind yeah. I don't know. I kind of liked it just because if they weren't, then like where was the excitement last season? That is true. That is true. If they weren't the way they were, it's kind of like 
two somewhat boring alliances because you really didn't have big personalities in that non-King's Palace alliance. It's also fun, honestly, to have someone to root kind of against. Yeah. So they, like, made the season very entertaining. I don't – that's why I mean – like, I was rooting against them, but, like, they were great on the show. Mm -hmm. They just weren't who I was rooting for at the end. Yeah. I forget who I was rooting for. I'm always rooting for Darrell. 100% 100% of the Yeah, time. I like so Darrell Yeah. I liked Janelle, too. I wish we got Me her too. back, but I also understand her back is, like, fucked up, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think who else was in that final. I literally watched us, like, a week and a half ago. MJ and John. Oh, I loved – I mean, look, I know what I'm trying to say. I love oh, Tech. I love Tech. Tech is amazing. Tech, tech is, like, incredible TV. I and then know. who He's was so the other team? Nehemiah oh. and – um. Oh, right. Of Melinda. course. What's her face? And Melinda, her yeah. Melinda, Melinda. I kept trying yeah. to say Meredith, and I'm like, her name is not Meredith. <laughs> not Meredith. It's 100% not Meredith. Um, so then we get Beth trying to pick out a bed, and she goes into the treehouse, and everyone in the treehouse is like, please do not sleep here. Derek's like, treehouse is full. No replacements. <laughs> and Poor Beth. She smartly picks the room with Darrell and Kendall instead. Also, she's like a bit older. I would want to be with people like closer to my age and with less people. Even like I think that's a smart choice. And then especially mm-hmm. after this, she has a room to herself. So <laughs> true, um, which isn't great for your game, though. No, because your game or your alliance a lot of the time starts in, in your, your room, room. Yeah. As the treehouse will show you. Yes. We get classic party shit. Kellyanne is back with her soulmate at the beginning of it. She's back with the dog at the bar. I'm so happy for her that she has found this. So I don't know if you guys were able to listen to our our first couple episodes, but Jason convinced both Josie and I that Wes brought her the dog, like found it. It was like, Kellyanne, here, like, we know you love animals. And both Josie and I were like, wait, really? I didn't see that part. And he's like, yeah, definitely. And then then he like started laughing. I'm like, okay, well, I could kind of believe it because like, I don't know. It just seems like something Wes would do. <laughs> yeah, it does. So Wes brought Kelly and the dog. She's sitting there um, <laughs> petting, petting her best friend. And we've got a little bit more Beth talking to Kendall. She said she feels like a piece of meat in the lion's den. Uh, Naomi, based off of your British impersonation, can you also recreate Kendall explaining what it looks like to be that piece of meat in, in the lion's den? I don't think I can. I think maybe because I've watched so much TV in between watching this episode. Uh, and, well, my, my Kendall impersonation is like, it's like, it's really hard to compete. <laughs> and I just want to show that I'm a competitor. It's like, yeah, you're here, bitch. Like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Drives me nuts. <laughs> Katie, do you want to take a stab at it? Or no. Okay. I'm not, I'm not. Um so <laughs> Beth was saying that this challenge needs more OGs, and then we get Naya kind of like connecting some dots here for us, which have like slightly been connected already, but more so it's the treehouse versus all the other women, and the rest of the women are not aligning with each other. Right. And right. Kellyanne has kind of said that, like, we need to play smarter. And they're not yeah. playing smarter. They're just all floating through. And part of the issue is none of the other women are winning besides right. John A. Right. So they yeah. aren't they don't have any power. They're just like saying they're being picked off. They if they don't come together, 
the treehouse is just going to steamroll this game. And Jane is not in the treehouse, but she's like treehouse adjacent, right? I think she's not she's, in that room, or is she in that room? She's not in that room, but she's like working with them. I don't even know if she's working Ish. with them. I think she's just not working against them right now. Yeah. Okay. John okay. yeah, so like plays adjacent. with everyone. Like, in, yeah. Or not plays everyone. I guess plays with everyone, but both work yeah. except Kendall right now because um, you score in her lover for her man. Yeah. Yikes. Hmm. So, <laughs> um, we get Mark and Jarrell talking, and I thought Jarrell was funny in this, where he's like, "I don't really care who you put in there, like put who you want." And then he's like, "But actually, I want Jordan because I know there's no chance in hell I'm being that man in a final, so mm-hmm. I need to like get him out of here now." Mm-hmm. I feel bad for Jarrell, and I want to know what you guys think about this because do you think his confidence has been shaken a bit after? being in two straight finals and not winning either. And he was so close last season. Second place. I mean, there wasn't really a second place last season, but like him and Janelle, I thought were closer than Nehemiah and Melinda to getting that safe at the end. And then he came in second to yes. Well, there was drama too, right? I think Janelle had spoken out about how, I I don't remember exactly what happened in the last challenge, but like the keys weren't working or like the codes weren't opening the thing. And they, I I think there was like production drama with how that worked. So supposedly I think Janelle and Darrell probably should have maybe won. I'm not like a hundred percent sure. I don't remember like the full T, but I know like Janelle was saying there was some production trickery. So he might've even been closer than we realized to winning last season. But yeah, you're right. He came in um, second to Wes. And as we know, Darrell won four consecutive finals yeah. back in his heyday. Um, so maybe, I, I mean, yeah, he didn't really do a ton to help himself this season, though. Like, he pretty much gave up two challenges in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I feel like Darrell, like, his best chance of winning was certainly not against Jordan. But I, I no. think the move in itself is a good move. Like, you have yeah. two beasts one of them is already stuck in the competition or stuck in, in you know, in the elimination. Throw in somebody else. One of them's going to take, you know, one of them's going to take the other out and you are going to like be smooth sailing. I think it's a really good strategic move, but I hate that it happened because I really do yeah. like watching Gordon compete and I really love Darrell. And I agree, like, Carrie, like, I think the steam is kind of like he's slowing down a little bit because he's losing so much. And it's a shame. Mm-hmm. He used to brag yeah, about how much he was winning. His- Right. It didn't feel like his head was in the game as much this season, maybe, is what it is. It felt like he wasn't, like, really putting his full effort out there. Maybe it was just the fact that he's, like, these challenges this season are not for me. So Mm -hmm. I'm just, like, not even really going to try that hard. I think he tried really hard in the elimination. I just think, Mm -hmm. obviously, he gassed out or whatever happened with him happened. I just – I think you're right. Like, Jordan probably wasn't the best move. But I appreciate that he had the balls to go for it. Yeah. I mean, I get his idea of, like, okay – I have a better chance of being him in elimination than I do in a final. So if I mean, mm-hmm. like, if you're going to why put in all that effort to get to a final to lose to him when you could potentially yeah. beat him now? So I, de- I definitely understand his idea behind it. I also wonder and I like. As I mentioned to you guys, like pre podcast, I kind of like fell out of it a little bit due to some shit that went down in my real life. So I didn't watch all-stars until like two weeks ago when I was sick so like Mm -hmm. missing this drama or whatever but I want the reason I'm saying this is because 
I don't know how quickly All Stars 2 and All Stars 3 were filmed because mm. part of what Melinda mm. said was she's like, my ankle is still kind of fucked up from the final. So Jarrell did that whole ass final too. And mm-hmm. if it's only like, even if it's only like a two month turnaround, these people are still going home and working out to co- go back, especially like Darrell owns a gym. That's his life. Like literally working yeah. out is his life. Like I wonder if the turnaround time also kind of caught up to him a bit this season. I don't know yeah, for totally sure because be. I don't like, I kind of missed out on all stars too until recently. So putting, connecting those dots isn't as simple as like it normally is for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder that as well, but yeah, I just wonder if he's like, Losing a little confidence. He said, like, I almost didn't even come back this season. I did it for my yeah. kids and my wife. They were the ones that told me to. Yeah, I mean, maybe a season off for Darrell wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world. Um, even though he's, like I've said, like 900 times now already. He's my favorite to watch. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I would rather see him take a season or two off and then come back and and just crush it. Um, than come back every single season and be mediocre. Right. I agree. Yep. Mark agrees that um, he wants Wester Jordan in this elimination because he's far likely to lose to Wester Jordan. So it seems like a lot of these men have the same mindset of like, okay, we've got a strong guy in there, so we should put in another strong guy that we don't want to see in a final. And it makes sense to me that Mm -hmm. Wes and Jordan are the names there. So uh, before we leave the party – we get Beth and Veronica becoming besties. This mm-hmm. is the reconciliation we've been waiting for for 15 years. No, just kidding. <laughs> Beth has been waiting for it. Yeah, that's true. Veronica probably forgot about Beth. Um, huh. <laughs> <laughs> they both agree that they're different people now. Um, they didn't get along because they didn't vibe. Um and here's where we get this like confessional that they do together. Like the meeting there wasn't as good as the confessional. Mm-hmm. The confessional was great. Two yep. big thumbs up to MTV doing this confessional together. I so wherever the camera is, I support this. Two big thumbs up. Anyway, what did you think of the Beth Veronica confessional? I loved it because also sometimes I try and like see because. They've done it before where you think it's a duo confessional, but it's actually just them yeah. on the green screen and then they're put together. So I always mm-hmm. watch very closely and I look at their arms. I, you got to look and see and you can see their arms touch at one point. So, you know, it's real. And um, <laughs> and I love it. I love it because you get this raw fighting without it being provoked by like alcohol. It's provoked by producers. Yeah. It's producers being like, hey. Y'all don't like each other. You want to talk about that some more? Mm-hmm. And, and then you're like, all right, I guess I will talk about it some more. And I love that they are so honest about, like, not liking each other. Because I, you don't need to like everybody that you play a game with. I think people are real. The Survivor fans and the Big Brother fans are like, why don't you like so-and-so? Why don't you get along with so-and-so? You do not need to like everybody that you're on a cast with. And this is proof no. of that. I love a grudge. I love holding a grudge. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Same. I'm all for grudges. <laughs> Kate is... The favorite of grudges. Yes. I love holding a grudge. I love watching people hold grudges. I'm all about it. (laughs) Very pro-grudge. And Katie, what do you think of this this little uh, combined confessional we get? I mean, I love it. I'm... You guys know me, I'm here for the personalities, and this is, like, peak amazing personality time from both Veronica and Beth, who are two, like, 
I know I keep saying the word icon, but like, what else? Can, how else can you describe mm-hmm. them? They're powerhouses of this game. They're two queens that have been on here forever. They are like faces of this show. I feel like. Um, so I love this. Give me more of it. I thought it was hilarious, like their reasoning against each other for why they didn't get along. Because <laughs> Veronica says Beth loved the drama and the attention, and then Beth goes, "You're a hypocrite because." Yeah. Uh, if I love detention, then what do you call it? Having threesomes on national television. So go off, Mess. Beth. Like, live your Mess. life. Yep. Um, <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. After the party, Veronica gives Naomi a run for her money because she does a Beth impersonation that I don't know if you can top. I don't know if you can. So Beth is hard. I think Beth is too. Because Beth is just like weird. Uh, you know, like she doesn't have anything too distinct about her voice. Like Kendall has like that kind of high pitched whine. Mm-hmm. But that is just normal. That's the that's the thing. It's a shame. Veronica's really funny though. I I I Veronica's a lot of problematic parts of her past, but like she's always so entertaining. Like even when she was on the challenge when she like totally was way too out of shape to be on the, the regular challenge, she was mm-hmm. so funny. Um her her iconic like Leroy vote is so good, you know, like she's the best. <laughs> I'm fucking up the game. So they, the girls ask Veronica, like, any idea on who Beth wants? And she's like, no, I don't even think Beth wants to be here. Like, I, I don't even know if she wants to play this. She's just here. I don't know if she even wants to play. And she does her impersonation. is so good. But uh, we have the, the falling of some sexual tension here. It is crumbled. It's like the, mm-hmm. the um, what's it, the East Berlin Wall or e- whatever in Germany, 1989, <laughs> the year that Jordan was born. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why I know that. Um, Actually, I do know why. I got it wrong in Trivial Pursuit once, and I, like, just has been stuck in my head since. But, dude, Naya and Jordan going at it like they're fucking 23-year-olds on the challenge on the bottom bunk. Like, you see that whole thing shaking. I don't know how I feel about this coupling. That is how I feel. I'm, like, I'm just – I'm confused because of just their history has been so tumultuous. Um, I mean, good for them. Work out the tension however you need. I'm not judging, but I just don't know how I feel about them as a as a pair. I don't think they're like officially dating or anything. I, I feel like they're like teasing the internet with like, are, yeah. are they, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what's official and what's not, but I'm undecided on how I feel about this. I don't know if I like care if about this like i I guess same also same yeah they yeah it's i don't know it's very strange that these two are at the place that they're at now and yes even says that he's like wow you guys have come a long way (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is kind of funny coming from yes specifically because like who knew that yes even knows anything about these two (laughs) right um it just feels like strange. And like, how do you get over all the stuff that's happened between the two of you? To it ends up that you're having sex on the bottom bunk of a challenge All Stars house. I yeah, don't know. Like, how do we get here? What? Yeah. What decisions did we make? But I don't know. It's probably that haircut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so next we have the authority, and. My favorite part of it was actually at the very beginning when Brad says, we need to separate logic from emotion. And then Mark immediately follows it up with Jordan makes sense to me and gives an emotional reason for why. (laughs) 
I like yeah. the idea that Brad has any sense of logic in his brain. Right. Yeah, that's first of all, point number one. And you're absolutely right, Carrie. Like Mark gave the most like petty reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was like, I absolutely agree with you. And Mark is, and then he's just like, yeah, let's, let's put Jordan in because he said my name once he hurt my feelings. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it that he was giving advice to Latarian in the elimination? That's what it was. Like, exactly. I heard Jordan screaming for Latarian. So so I want giving him advice. Like, just say you don't want to run a final against him, Mark. It's okay. Yeah. You can admit That's that. a logical reason. Yeah. Everyone has said that. It's fine. Right. You admit that too. And then we get like a whole montage of people not trusting Wes. Mm-hmm. But Jordan still ends up going in. Like I, it's crazy to me how this works out, but I think, I think it is logical. And I think it was maybe, I can't remember if it was MJ or Mark who said it. They kind of like blend for me just these like two white blonde dudes that are kind of older uh and they have like these deeper voices that like i know that they're different people but they also kind of say same things like mj doesn't have like a stuffed animal doll of himself that's really the difference and mark is that we know of yeah and mark isn't fucking somebody's wife on the show so uh anyway Mm. um so (laughs) We see the vote, and it was mostly for Jordan. We got a couple of Wes's, and then everyone voted Kendall. And Kendall had no friends in in that um, that authority. Veronica did mm-hmm. say she did prefer putting Kellyanne in because she doesn't trust her gameplay. But I just feel like Kellyanne yeah. doesn't have anyone to play games with right now. Like her partner doesn't know how to play her partner is playing shoots and ladders when there's like a checkerboard in front of them you know what i mean like totally wrong game totally so i don't know but how do you feel about these two being the the choice for going in against Darrell and beth into the elimination katie i was worried for Darrell, obviously um so i didn't I mean, I don't know who would have been a better choice for him to go against. Plus, it all depends on what the elimination is. Um, But Jordan has proven himself in eliminations so many times. Like, I'm thinking back to that Zach elimination with the mallet or hammer or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just uh, just didn't feel like Darrell had a real great shot. Um, I was happy to see Kendall in because I'm just just kind of over – Kendall and how flighty she is and she doesn't really make a great show for me so I was rooting for Beth Amy how do you feel about these two nominations I am always rooting for Beth because I think that Beth is funny and dramatic and I would rather have someone who is dramatic in the house than somebody who is complaining about the idea of them being competition and a competition reality television (laughs) program (laughs) Um, wild thought Wild thought. Crazy, crazy idea. If TJ hates quitters, I don't know why TJ doesn't also hate people who don't understand how the challenge works. But to me, uh, I I love Darrell and Jordan, and so I was really bummed to see this be the outcome. Um, But I also feel like Jordan is so much more of a wild card. We've seen a lot of Darrell recently, and I feel Mm -hmm. like I was interested to see a lot more of Jordan. Um, So either outcome would have been fine for me. This is how I felt about, uh, like, the Tyler elimination. Who was he against? Latirian or Sat? I can't remember who he was playing against. Was he against? 
That's a good question. In the first episode, right? I don't. I remember. could go back. To was it Latoria? Oh, was he against Mark? I got, I can't even remember now. I'm like, yeah, oh God, no, LT remember. was against Mark because that they like made the point that it that was. one I was rooting for Latarian. But like, all right, hold on, I got you. Tyler. It wasn't Cyrus. It actually, I think, oh, it, I think was it was Cyrus, Cyrus because it was Cyrus. Yeah, it was Cyrus, it was Cyrus oh, because um, it like last episode they were mad or Brad didn't want to put Cyrus in a second time and MJ said yes. Brad's opinion doesn't matter. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, because like all the like all of the people who've been at elimination are like swirling in my head, but not yeah. the order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel like I was really rooting for either of them in that case. I love Tyler so much, but. This this is one of those eliminations where you're like, I guess this is just how it's gonna play out. Fuck man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially since like Darrell was kind of welcoming it as well. Um yeah, I something I respect the most about Jordan the challenger and removing him from Jordan the person is that Jordan will get through this game with no alliance. Yeah. He doesn't need anybody else. That's what differentiates him from Wes. Wes can't get wherever he needs to. Even bananas like Jordan can do it on his own. He doesn't need protection. He welcomes and no pun intended the challenge of what he has to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what I like, like seeing in a competitor. And that's why I love the fact that like, if you were able to ignore the problematic things that Jordan has said that he's one of the best to do this. And yeah, with one right. hand, with one hand, like that's on yeah. top of it all. It just amazes me. Like he beat someone in a tug of war game with one hand, given it was Josh Martinez, but he beat someone <laughs> in a tug of war game with one hand. It just, I, I love it anyway. Um, so when Jordan gets told that he is being put into the arena, he takes it in stride. He's like, I get it. I, I would put me into in this situation. And um, we get a little confessional of Wes being like, this is exactly what I want. Jordan's going in and I don't have to do it. So Wes is getting what he wants like Wes normally does. Mm-hmm. Next, we get Kendall being told that she's in for the uh, women and Kendall like kind of freaks out a little bit. Like, you're not sorry. Don't tell me you're sorry. You're not sorry. Which is fair. They're not. No. Absolutely. I wouldn't be like, I would probably be the same. Like, don't tell me you're sorry. Like, obviously you're, you did it. So you're not sorry. If you were sorry, you wouldn't have done it. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't disagree with her yeah. reaction. I just don't know like what else you want people to say to you when they're telling you that you got put in. That's kind of also like, I appreciate that there's a potential for conflict or interaction that they have to go and tell them. But I also liked last season when they had to walk down and see the board and then like. I prefer got- that. I like the board better than being told. Same. And that reminds me of like old school challenges too. Yeah. I like, I prefer that. And um, after Kendall's little freak out about the women and I guess men not being sorry about putting her in, we have Jordan and Naya's relationship again as the focal point. And Naya or Jordan says that their relationship means the world to him, the literal world. Mm-hmm. Did I cut out? No, 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 we're just okay. enjoying it. Okay. <laughs> I just you, don't have anything to say. Are you both okay. like made the same head motion at the same time. So I was like, <laughs> oh shit, did I freeze? Um, and that's when Yes is like, yeah, you guys have come a long way. And Nine's like, yeah, I don't want to like, I'm do better when I'm attached to someone. And 50% of my energy comes from him. And 
Jordan, like, I don't, I don't understand how Jordan has this like trance on different challenge women. He I mean, really has done it throughout the years. I have a guess. Tell Maybe me. Maybe not a. Well, I mean, <laughs> come what on. Do, Katie. What do you think? My my guess is that Jordan knows where the clitoris is, and that's the only <laughs> yeah, <reason>. exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And he he understands. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, he's like, like Naya- he's a charming guy, and I get it. But also, I think that Naya is like really fucking weird about this. Very, yeah. It's it's a weird. The whole relationship is weird. Do you think that? Um, I say last night, figuratively. Last night was the first time that Naya and Jora, Jordan had ever hooked up. No, I don't think so. No way. All right. Because I think it would have been a bigger deal. I think they would have been like, wow, I can't believe we crossed this line. But like mm-hmm. the way they kind of hint at it, it's kind of like, yeah, like there's a lot of tension. And I think they and were taking like, vacations oh. and stuff together. Were they? Before this. So that, well, I think that that's like where the picture was where he was like kissing her in the cheek or something. I feel like that was like at a resort or something. I could also be very well making that up. But I think it was like something like that. All right. Well, um, I wish them a happily ever after. So, <laughs> sorry, I tried to say it with straight face. Um, we get a little insight from Beth and Darrell. Kendall's a good competitor, but she's here to show that she's here to play. Darrell almost didn't come back, and but it was his wife and kids who told him to. And then we um, cut to the arena, which in today's is called the Steamroller. So Darrell really hypes this up. He says they're getting a pay per view event, which. I mean, we, I think everyone felt that way, that, like, we've got two powerhouses going at it. But I really do think that especially every men's elimination from here on out, like, will have that hype. Yeah, I've been trying to think this whole time, like, who would have been a better choice for Darrell to go against to give him a better shot? And, like, I can't think of anybody because everybody that's left is a really good competitor. I think his best chance would have been against yes. It, for this specific elimination, I totally agree. But I guess it's hard because, like, you don't know what you're going to be doing. But I, right. I totally agree. Like, he, if he had a choice at this elimination, mm-hmm. Wes would have been his best option here. Wes or yes? Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes would like, have been his best option. So I was like, Wes has still got some size to him. Yeah. No, sorry. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, but Those that's the names. Thing. Jordan isn't, like, the biggest. I think yes is a little smaller than him. But it for this competition, like, I didn't think that – I thought – Darrell stood a chance once they explained it. The thing about Jordan is I think he has – he's like a triathlete, and I think he yeah. – I think. I don't know. Uh, but, I, you know, he has really great endurance, and I think he's just very smart. Like, he knows his body really well because mm-hmm. he's such an athlete that I think he knows exactly, like, where to place. And we saw the way he was positioned in this challenge was smart. Um, yeah. And I, I don't think anybody else probably would have thought of that strategy. No, I agree with you yeah. entirely. I love the uh, challenge, though. I have to say, I wish... Yeah, this was great. The problem is, like, you wish that there were ways that this could be more evenly matched than, like, Beth just being like, all right, heave, you know? And then, like, yeah. <laughs> for Kendall. But I like the idea of the challenge because it just goes back to, like, the raw physicality of, like, figure the shit out. And then you see someone like Jordan win against someone as big as Darrell, and you go, oh, this is feasible. It's just, like, you mm-hmm. have to be such a good athlete to figure it out. Yeah. Between being an athlete and being smart. Yeah. I would say Jordan is like the definition of work smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> truly, 
truly is. Yeah. And Kendall isn't, hence her struggles. But let's quickly explain, in case you're someone who listens to us because you love our voices and you don't watch a show, um, what this <laughs> elimination was, because we've kind of talked about it. And if you don't know what we're talking about, you're probably like, I don't get it. So there is a cylinder and the cylinder is split in half. So one competitor is on one side of it. One competitor is on the other. The cylinder is going the long way. So it rolls on the ground. And basically um, your goal is to roll the cylinder to your side of this. I don't know. How long do you think that even was like 20 ish, 30 ish feet? It didn't seem that long. I have no concept because I don't even know what 150 feet looks like. <laughs> so for I me, I'm like, I don't know, six feet. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, no they, they they were able to have like a wingspan in it. I'm just like, oh no, I meant like the length of the the area yeah. they had to roll. Yeah, I have no oh. no way to even fathom how. <laughs> I don't even have a guess. But I, I did because I'm like, is Naomi like trying to arm span her way to like? It looks like a bowling alley. It looked as long as a bowling alley or something like that. Is what my yeah. vibe was. I okay. think it's a good comparison. That's a good visual. How long is a bowling alley? Like, I was gonna ten say, feet, fifteen no, feet. It's no, no, Katie. It's definitely. <laughs> Are you sure? I was gonna guess like thirty-two feet. How long is a bowling alley? My guess is fifteen. Sixty feet. No way. Okay, That's I have a- no concept of what a foot is. Obviously, <laughs> I have no concept. It's only six no feet concept. longer than you initially. <laughs> <had>. <laughs> My bad. (laughs) It's all right. It's fine. We're good. I'm not a math teacher. (laughs) I was. I was still pretty off. And I've bowled a decent amount in my life, I guess. Okay. (laughs) Oh, hey, Nitro. Um, So (laughs) we've got um, basically like you have to figure out a way to position yourself in the tube where you can use your body to push it forward or if you want to try and like hold it steady um whatever you're you're doing but i would say that the tube that they were in the cylinder they were in was probably no more than like three to four feet high because they had to they couldn't like stand they were crouched in it and sprang their legs and ways to i don't know but um so that's the best description i can give you of this elimination called steamroller And Mark thinks that weight is a huge advantage in this event. So he thinks Beth and Darrell are going to win. We get the women's elimination first. Uh, we get Beth's confessional being like, Kendall probably already has a strategy and I have no idea what I'm doing, which is funny to me because I think Beth is a smarter person and player than Same. Kendall. And like, so when has Beth- anybody ever said, I think Kendall has a strategy? Yeah, <laughs> never. I mean, look at her sabotage move. Um, No one. And Derek says that Kendall's either going to drown in her own tears or climb over all the women to the top. She's the most fragile yet resilient woman in the game. I mean, she does fair. She does have, I can't remember what she has, but she has some sort of like, I don't know if it's a disease disorder, whatever it is that like basically causes her to be very fragile. So he wasn't wrong, but, Hmm. um, Beth essentially, like Naomi said earlier, she like heaves her way through rolling this uh, cylinder to her end. She wins. And um, I think the most important part of this is the confession we get after from Veronica when she was like, Kendall was supposed to beat Beth. We were supposed to send Hurricane Beth home. She was supposed to come here and she was supposed to leave. Um, So do we think that Veronica and Beth become besties? (laughs) No, not even a little. 
I also like as much as I want Beth there and I'm thrilled that she won. How hilarious would it have been if she came in as a replacement DQ'd because she didn't want to do the challenge and then went home like essentially that next day. Like how incredible that would have been the funniest thing. But I'm glad that that didn't happen. That was the only reason I wanted to see Beth lose. Like I wasn't actively cheering for either person. I didn't particularly care. Um, just cause I think it means like Kellyanne is going to go next now that mm-hmm. Kendall's gone. And I like when Kellyanne's around just cause she, she's funny. Um, and a little bit crazy, but yeah. that's why I was like, okay, if Kendall stays, it protects Kellyanne a bit, but, um, Beth losing right now would just be hilarious that she like got on a plane to be here for three and a half hours. Yep. Yep. It would have been hilarious. And I love that. I love that Beth continues on. Like, that's the thing. Kendall Same. was like, Kendall was all fired up after she lost. Girl, where was that the whole yes. episode? Like, what are yes. you doing? So are you still sorry? Like, no. Or this is what we wanted. No, you're gone. We're yeah, gone, actually, please. this is exactly what we wanted to happen. Yeah. yeah. This was the strategy. This was the game plan. We yeah. threw your ass in there. No, no one's sorry for you. <laughs> and then we get the men's elimination. And so... I don't know if it was because I was typing and like I didn't see it, but um, it pretty quickly like Darrell pushes the cylinder to like his side. He wasn't far from winning. No, he was like maybe a half a cylinder roll away, maybe a full cylinder roll away at most. I won't ask you to try and figure out the distance, Katie. Thank Um, you. You're welcome. (laughs) Appreciate it. (laughs) But. Gordon figures out a way to position his body, which I don't even know how to describe it. Do either of you have a way to describe the way that Jordan managed to hold Darrell there for an hour? It almost looked like a plank, sort of. Like, he was, like, in the middle and, like, straight in the middle. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It 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 felt like he really, like, centered his weight. It it almost felt like he was, like, a spider monkey. Like, he was just trying to, like, (laughs) like... I don't know how to describe it, but that's yeah. what I was doing the whole time. Yeah. I'll have to tune in for the video podcast for that. <laughs> and we are there for a long time. So yeah. Jordan's strategy is if I'm not going to be able to move him, I'm going to annoy him. I'm going to talk his ear off. I love when he's like, hey, Darrell, how much you weigh? And Darrell's like 150. Darrell, cookies did you eat? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so good. Oh, maybe I should have gone on that cookie diet. Veronica's like, Jordan's not going to tire out. He runs 10 miles, bikes 50 miles, and swims right. 20 miles on a Monday for fun, to which, like, facts. Yeah. But um, we get a little bit more of just Jordan. He wasn't exactly, like, talking shit either. He was just, like, talking. There, yeah. There's definitely, like, a bit of competitiveness to it, but he was – he wasn't disrespectful by any means. And I, I just, I, like I said earlier, anybody talking shit, I love it. And he does this for a full on fucking hour until Darrell is like, yo, I can't feel my quads anymore. Yeah. Like, I think I might be paralyzed was a direct quote. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he says he thinks he might be paralyzed, but then like, he's also like, I've never felt this pain in my life. But mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so you're not paralyzed because you <laughs> can feel. Um, and then like the medics tried to touch him and he's like, don't touch him. So I'm like, okay, you're obviously not paralyzed. You're fine. Yeah, not fine, scared. but like your your legs are still functioning. How surprised were you when he like put himself out of the tube? I was shocked. I was really shocked when he left the tube because I thought he was just gonna kind of like give up and like Jordan would roll him. Yes. But like yep. I was surprised that it I, I had to assume it hurt that much that he stayed in the tube so long. Um so it's really uh really something. 
Yeah, same. I was shocked. And I was worried. I was worried for him because mm-hmm. he was just really laid there for a while. Yeah. And he was, I mean, when the paramedic touched him and he screamed, like, don't fucking touch my legs. I was like, oh, shit. Like, he is definitely feeling it. He wasn't, like, he wasn't in the smartest position because mm-hmm. he was almost in, like, a squat for that long. Like, imagine doing a wall squat for like, 56 minutes. I think it was at, like, the 56-minute mark where he kind of, like, gave mm-hmm. out. 56 minutes is a long time. So it almost felt like if he moved his position and just gave one huge, like, mm-hmm. he could have probably gotten there. So I don't know why he chose to stay in that position for that long. Yeah. I, it, it seemed like... Jordan, in the position that he was in, I think if he just, like, took a shift, I don't know that he would have been able to quickly, like, get into the position to, like, roll the thing. But I don't know. What do I know? Yeah. That's true. I think he kind of needs to take, like, an LT chance, like, against Mark. Right. Where right. it's like, it, is this going to work? There's a chance that it will. Um, yeah. But am I just going to lay here for the rest of the night against Jordan, who will lay here for... Until next, he dies. Yeah, yeah, sincerely. So I do kind of wish that Darrell – I mean, given we saw, like, basically his lower half, like, froze up on him. So yeah. but made that move a little bit earlier. What yeah. are you going to do? Um, so Jordan ends up winning. He gets out, and he immediately, like, doesn't celebrate. And I feel like this is a change in Jordan. I'm wondering yeah. what you guys think. I feel like past Jordan is letting everybody know, like, guess who's back and it's me and he just like stands there and is like oh shit yeah I think the thing is I think he has respect for Jarrell mm-hmm. um, where I think if he was against either someone he didn't know or didn't have like a ton of respect for or like he probably would have been that same like arrogant cocky Jordan but mm-hmm. I think because he probably like actually has some respect for Jarrell and also saw Jarrell like laying on the ground in pain yeah. he probably like immediately was like oh this is not a joke mm-hmm. yep could Katie said it as best as I could. If it was anybody else, if he, when he kicks Wes's ass down the line, we will exactly. see the Jordan we all know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we get Darrell being backboarded and brought into an ambulance, but he says he'll be back, but he's going to squat a little bit more before he comes back next time. So I'm glad we saw, at least in confessionals, that he was leaving good spirit because we all yeah. love Darrell. Anybody, I don't know a single person. I've podcasted with probably at least six or seven people now about the challenge and there hasn't been a single negative thing said about Durrell. And anybody who has something negative to say about Durrell, you can get the fuck out forever. I don't, I don't know where know anybody could possibly have a negative thing to say about Durrell. Right. It, the day that something bad comes out about Durrell is the day that I lose all faith in the challenge because at least Durrell is Durrell, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. And, um, we get Wes again admitting some of his weaknesses. He's like, Jordan coming back is not great for me. I can lose to Jordan on any given day in any given event, and it scares him that Jordan is back. I'm wondering if we're setting up for a Jordan-Wes elimination. I feel like we are getting set up for a little bit of a pivot, and we get a Jordan-Wes alliance. Ooh, tell me more. That's, that's my theory. I, my theory is that they're actually secretly working together behind the scenes as it is. Like, that's mm-hmm. kind of my my theory. Um, but I feel like we got a glimpse of it last week where they were, like, kind of agreeing on stuff, and Wes was like, oh, I guess I have to work with Jordan. You know, uh, mm-hmm. we'll put it aside for now. And I kind of feel like that the rest of the house is so against Wes and Jordan 
that they are going to have to kind of partner up at some point um, mm -hmm. in order to, you know, if one of them gets into the um, authority, they will probably keep the other one safe to get rid of some of these other guys that are going for both of them and then be like, we'll take each other out later. That's kind of the the sense I get. It just feels like it feels like they're spending so much time on Wes and Jordan yeah. for almost no reason. Like what like what happened? Jordan threw a sausage at Wes or something one time in a bunker and now they hate each other. Like I don't really understand like where that came from. So I feel like that's like a loose storyline of them going against each other anyway. And I feel like it's going to turn into them working together. Do you think they hate each other? What a time to be alive. I don't know. I mean, it seems like that's kind of like the narrative they're going for, no? I don't know if they hate each other. I think they, like, I think Wes is afraid of Jordan, and Jordan just doesn't have a need for Wes in his life. I don't, like, mm -hmm. to me, I think, like, Wes and Yes actually grow to genuinely dislike each other versus yeah. more so than, like, Jordan and Wes. I think, like, Wes respects jordan in in terms of like what he has done in challenges um but i don't know if they hate each other if they do hate each other i'm missing it entirely but i think like maybe they don't i'm just thinking of that sausage yeah i think both options are could happen i think like jordan and wes could be put against each other because obviously that's outside their control um mm -hmm. or we can like see them start to work together especially because they both don't like yes Mm -hmm. Right. And then I feel like Brad and Mark are both going to go for them. I just mm -hmm. feel like they're eventually it's going to better serve them to work together than against each other. If all of these guys are also against both of them, why not partner up to try and get some of these guys out if they can? Yeah, I would. I agreed with when everyone was coming for yes. And they were saying like, yes, hasn't gone into an elimination. Anyone. I agree with that mentality. If somebody mm -hmm. hasn't earned it, right. If they mm -hmm. haven't gone into an elimination, sure. That's a nice accomplishment for one season. Don't let it happen again. Yeah. I don't think he's ever been in an elimination. I feel like that's what they said in that episode. Like he's never, I don't know if they're just talking all-stars or like his entire career. I took it his entire career. Um, but even if it's just all-stars, like, yeah, how is yes getting by? Right. How are you not taking shots at one of the former champs? Like, don't you want someone different to win? I guess the same thing with John A, though. But John A keeps, like, getting herself into the authority. So that's a little different. But yeah. Um, and we end this with Beth saying that she hopes she's taken seriously as a competitor after this event. Maybe, Beth. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know if that will happen. But maybe. Maybe. You know what she will get taken seriously as? Someone who stirs the pot. Because in the preview for next week, we hear her say, John A is cheating on her husband with MJ. <laughs> and isn't MJ married? I don't I think so. Oh, he is? Uh, or at the very least, he has children. Right. Well, there were the, a lot of rumors about last season. Yeah. Yeah. I was informed of the rumors from last season. I was sort of following that. And, like, the only reason that I, like don't like okay sometimes i enjoy it when it's like clearly someone has a shitty boyfriend like you know like when carmory was cheating on abram like abram sucks and and mm -hmm. this like we mostly know so it, it it didn't really affect me that much but like with john a, i always really love john a and like to me this is one of those things where you're like i really hope you're not throwing away like your your family for yeah this fucking guy from pennsylvania who wore cornrows on national tv like this is who we're throwing it all away yeah, for. 
He and gave him the cornrows, to be fair. Yeah, that's that's the bummer part of it to me is like, <laughs> I just wish that this wasn't happening to somebody I liked so much. Um, yeah. I kind of love that Beth. Because I thought I was like, they're not going to talk about it. They're just going to make it seem like they're close friends. And then they're not going to. And then Beth came in like a fucking the train, like plowing through the station. I was like, I can't wait to see this episode yeah. next week. It felt very heavy handed, like in the confessionals too, with John A being like, MJ is like my, you go after MJ, you go after me. And I'm like, you mm-hmm. act like you're in an actual relationship with this person when you are married to someone else. Like it's weird. Um, so I feel like that editing was kind of like on purpose. Like they could have left mm-hmm. some of that stuff out. Um, so obviously we're going to get some, some drama out of it. That felt like foreshadowing a little bit. Yeah, I think so. And um, that's what Beth is here to do. She's here to fuck shit up. Maybe not game wise, but at least socially. Love it. All right. I have a question for you both before we leave. So currently, who do you think is playing the most under the radar game for the men and the women? And then second, who do you think is most likely to win in this current positioning that we're in? Give you a second to think about it because I have at least I have my under the radar answers so that you guys can think while I'm talking. Just ignore me or something. Um, I think Nehemiah is currently very under the radar. I think he's really only on Yes's radar for their um, beef in that last challenge. But otherwise, I think he is he hasn't put himself in the authority yet. So he hasn't had to piss anybody off. And no one's really saying his name much. Um, He's lost allies very quickly. Like the king's palace doesn't exist anymore. It's just the king. He's gone, or everyone else is gone. It's just him. And whoa, uh, my computer is trying to update right now in the middle of a podcast. Like, no, oh, no. fucking roll, buddy. You can't do that. We only got Cancel. ten seconds left. Yeah. Um, and then for the women, I think Ronnie is most under the radar. Um, I just don't know if she has the athletic ability to remain under the radar and be successful. But I don't think that anyone is really gunning for her because I think that both sides are like trying to take each other out, the unaligned women and the treehouse. And I think mm-hmm. I, Ronnie's in the treehouse, but I think she's like the least in the treehouse. <laughs> um, she's kind of yeah. like climbing up to get to the treehouse. She's not exactly there yet. So those are yeah. my two. I don't have winner picks yet, so I won't contribute those, but – does anyone want to volunteer to go first? I hear okay. I agree with you, Nehemiah. I actually think Mark is playing a really good game. And I think mm. Mark Long always does play a really good game. Yeah. Um, he has been in the authority, but nobody's really mad at him. He is making moves that are very beneficial to himself. And I think that he's very strong. And if he gets to a final, I think he would give a lot of people a run for their money. Um, which is why I always hate that Mark Long is on the season if he puts the season together because it's like, well, what the fuck, Mark? Like, you can just put whatever you want on. But now it's a little, you know, now it's bigger and, and less uh, his baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that he could win. Is he the person I want to see win the most? Absolutely not. And honestly, if you're telling me pick who you think is going to win, I'm going to say Jordan. I think that Jordan's going to win. Um, mm-hmm. But in terms of the women, Ronnie's under the radar right now. I actually think Sylvia's doing a good job of hiding behind Kayla. Mm-hmm. for the moment um and i think that probably winning i think john a if if mj doesn't get targeted the john a mj alliance is going to take john a like really really far yeah i agree with both of you i think nehemiah is probably the most under the radar 
guy in the house so far because I think Brad and Wes are just always going to be out in front of him. Um, and I'm interested to see how far he can go if he can get to the final again. He did really well last time. Um, so I would like to see him do well again. I, I am a Nehemiah fan. Um, but that's a great point, Naomi, about Mark. I think you're right. I think he tends to be kind of like out front, but no one really looks at him. Um, so it will be interesting to see how far he can go. Um, uh, in terms of the women, I agree about Ronnie totally. I think Naya too is playing an under the radar game. I don't think anybody's really looking at her. Um, her challenge performances aren't really like standing out to me in my mind, but I know she in the past has been really good. Um, so I'm curious to see if she can kind of take it all the way without really getting too looked at. I think the treehouse, the Kellyanne stuff, and I think I think some of the John A stuff is going to end up starting to blow up because she just keeps winning and she's working kind of with the treehouse, but then also not. And then the MJ stuff is such a spotlight on it that I think that's going to end up kind of blowing up in her face, unfortunately. Yeah. I think we got very solid answers there. Well, do we have anything else we need to say about episode four of all stars? Perfect. Mm -hmm. I take um, your silence. I've oh, said my piece. I've said, said my your piece. piece. Great. Um, well, I hope it wasn't too brutal of an experience and that you'll join me again in the near future. I mean, Katie, you're stuck with me regardless. So <laughs> I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> um, all right. So Where's let's. My boss? <laughs> I am not. We, <laughs> we're, we're partners. I have my romantic partner and I have my podcasting partner. <laughs> Those are my two partners. And then I have a dog. All right. Um, Katie, because I can find yours first, what are you doing on the hmm. internet these days? You only told me like four hours ago, but tell yeah, me I'll keep it. I'll keep it quick. Um, so you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Real Slim Katie. You can find me on twitch.tv slash Real Slim Katie with an underscore at the end. Feel free to come by and follow. We play some cozy games, very casual. We'll talk a lot about reality TV and all of the things. Um, you can also find me on the Cool Water Show, talking all things Real Housewives with Carrie also brought to you by silent podcasts um and you can find me also with carrie on stop being polite uh, a recap of the real world homecoming new orleans really loving talking about that show um we put out an episode earlier today about episode six and starting tomorrow you can find me and naomi and isaiah on our new obi-wan podcast called uh the high ground so please feel free to come by and give us a listen i just found out that the episodes are dropping at midnight eastern which is in 10 11 minutes from now Ooh. so i'm very excited to just go pop them on on my couch right after we're done um and we'll be talking about those tomorrow which i'm, I'm very excited about nice naomi yes. i had to make one of these for you i hope i spelled everything right no the look if you can't spell, it's okay. You can still follow me on Twitter. Um, yeah, I'm Naomi Calhoun. Um, Katie, look, I'm going to follow you on Instagram right now. Um, oh, yay. I haven't <laughs> even done that yet. And I, I'm sorry. I it's a disappointing like, wow, experience. I, I don't do anything. <laughs> I should stop um, no, plugging I, it. I'm very inactive. I, I think it's fair, though. I, I don't play my Instagram at all. And then people request to follow me. And I'm like, mm, do you deserve to see photos of my dog? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I uh, am covering each week. There's two more episodes of Top Chef. So we are talking about the episode that aired tonight uh, with the Quickfire Queens, Gia and Nicole, who are amazing. We did Project Runway for Silent Podcast as well, which was so much fun. Um, and uh, what else do I have going on in my life? 
Uh, oh, yes. I am. I have a podcast called Mike White Was Robbed, and that's where I talk about Survivor and talk about whatever the hell else I want to talk about with my friends. If anyone wants to come on, please tweet me your hot Survivor take, and maybe we can chat. And um, I'm very happy to have just been on Nothing But Netflix for RIGP, and that was super fun. So you can listen to me and Chappelle and Rob talk about the Abercrombie documentary about hot people wearing a tight little ugly cheap fabric shirts so, <laughs> yeah. it's a good time all right and then for me you can follow me on twitter instagram tiktok and venmo kgd26 if you want to watch my venmo requests or uh it's basically a lot of tutoring money but keep that on the low low because i don't get taxed on that shit anyway so um <laughs> kgd26 and in addition, I'm podcasting all the time over here on Solomon Podcast. Uh, as Katie mentioned, we just recorded Stop Being Polite, episode six of eight. Unfortunately, we're getting to the end of this real world homecoming season. Um, I podcast about the circle on Alert Alert with Josiane. And we will be finishing that up this week because we had the finale yesterday. And then I also do a weekly podcast with Katie on Real Housewives on the Cool Water Show. And you can follow our Twitter at Cool Water Show. Um, but that's it. I'll have some stuff coming up as these uh these shows are winding down real world and the circle. So stay tuned if you like listening to me. And if you don't like listening to me, still give us five stars because I find <laughs> great people to come on and uh, talk to you instead of me. All right. Listen, no one likes a snitch glances. Okay. <laughs> so keep this to yourself. Um, <laughs> but you can follow silent podcast where we are expanding literally by the second we are doing interviews. Oh no, my banner's still there. Get out of there, Carrie. Okay. You can follow us. Um, as we expand, we are going to be looking to cover more scripted TV, more reality TV in these upcoming months um, with brand new podcasters as well. So on Twitch and YouTube, Silent Podcast, and then our Twitter is Silent underscore podcast. And don't forget to follow the Cool Water Show as well. Um, but that is it. That's all we've got for you. We'll be back next week. I don't know who's going to be here. We'll see how it goes. But we'll be back on Thursday covering next week's um, episode of the Challenge All-Stars. Until then. Enjoy your week, night, day, whatever time it is, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.